just but I'm fun. saying you can't start a podcast with behind the scenes fun. Like behind the scenes is what you get when you finish the movie. When you go into the special features on the second disc of the DVD. I I reject that, and I'm I'm glad the fans are joining us for this little uh, intro that they're not expecting. Hello, hey, put it in now, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm, I'm and it starts I'm now. Told you three times. It's all going in. All right, let's start for real. Ready? It's, it's this starting for real. We're there. Hello. People have got a little insight into the fact that despite his on-screen <laughs> uh, confidence and his joie de vie, Jamie is, um, he can get a little bit anxious and stressed out when we mess about and don't do things properly. I'm just here to keep anyway. up appearances. People think we're professionals. <laughs> nah. nah. No, 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 risk, no risk of that at all. No, not at all. Hello, and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am Alex Jones. This is Jamie, and this is Chris. I don't know which side you're going to be, so there we go. I'll just say, and you can look at where they are upon your screen. This is a very special edition version of the Super Show podcast because whilst it isn't, you know, anniversarily on the right date, this is our three-year anniversary show because we started the podcast um, on the Super Show back in uh, the beginning of 2020 in January um and yeah boys here we are episode i guess this is 156 i guess yeah. it is it always trips me up when you say we started in 2020 because yes that's where we like launched right but we, we recorded a bunch in december of 2019 when the world was very different fellas uh, and if you want to go back further you could there's a continuity obviously between the all-time gaming podcast so you could say that we started before that but i like to think of it january because that's when Everything, the world went crazy yeah, in many, many ways. Um, mm. And one of them was that we launched this little podcast that I still, to this day, I think is two years old, even though it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's just because I'm a dumbass, though, and I, I always get dates confused. It's always been a problem. Yeah. Life. I mean, <laughs> again, in the, in the nature of giving people a peek behind the curtain, we did precede this recording by going through, you know, we were just, let's say we were maybe discussing the games industry in the way it ebbs and flows, and the amounts of things that you guys are years off by when you're trying to recall <laughs> certain news stories or game releases is sometimes frightening. But okay, well, hold on, because there's eight years more info in my brain than in yours, and that and there's not enough space, Jamie. It's so true. What that happens yeah, is you're giving your brain out. a lot of credit there, my friend. <laughs> it pushes out other stuff. So what actually happens is it all just becomes a bit of a tangle. And your brain has been messy. full since episode one of it. Like it's been scrambling for room since the first podcast we ever recorded. You know what it's like. This it's like very, very true. It's like when you sit on the toilet and you eat McDonald's. It goes in, but it comes straight out. Yeah, that's exactly that's the, yeah. that's the Alex Jones effect. I'm worried how bad my memory is. It really is terrible. But there's some things that I remember in exquisite detail that are so irrelevant, it's almost laughable. And then other things that, ha- yeah, video game news that happened last week. I'm like, did we cover that? And you guys are like, we talked about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So um, wow. my brain is not the best sometimes, but that's very handy that I have a little document sitting right in front of me. Wow, document even. The one and only Jamie, who knows a lot more about what's going on than I do. Thank God. Um, and he keeps uh, keeps us on track. I mean, I've, I'm um, the one with the young brain. Remember, it's my responsibility to look after you two pensioners. <laughs> Is that going to carry on when we're like properly old? You're going to look after us and make us chicken soup. I mean, not indefinitely. Like this is what I say to my mum. She's like, make sure I never get put in a home. And I'm like, yeah, right, you're bent. Let's just <laughs> let's see what happens. Plus, like uh, this is this is the again. I, I feel like we don't break this fourth wall too often, but this is the. Last podcast we're going to be recording 
where my age will begin with a different number to your two ages until one of you two old farts uh, hits the next big milestone. And I can't oh, remember yeah. who does it first. I think so. I think I know it's who does it. I don't, ages away. I don't want to. Don't is, okay, sure. It's me. It's so it's far me. It's away, Jamie. It's me. It don't worry about it. It's all right. Thinking about. It's all right. It's I don't want You've got a, yeah. over a year, though, right, of enjoying your uh, youthful, vibrant 30s. Oh, I've got almost two, buddy, so... Well, I mean, it's 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 late February. I don't know if I'd count that uh, as almost two. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Why are you trying to age me? <laughs> I think you do yeah, that enough is... yourself, but I'm not, I don't... Hey, promise. I'm I'm young at heart, man. I think, like, out of all of us, I'm probably the, the most childish. But there we go. Your, your cardiologist suggested something slightly different to me, but... <laughs> I can't make cardiology um, jokes, I apologise. I should uh, I should quickly mention, um, before we sort of get into this little, uh, I suppose it's a bit of a retrospective of the last three years. Um, we are, in fact, a video game podcast, just in case huh? you don't know who we are. Um, nah. And we are not just on the platform wherever you are watching us. We are also on YouTube. We're on Twitter, at Super Show Pod. We are available on all the major podcasting platforms. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and we are on paisleyradio.com. Thursdays at 10 p.m. So you can listen along live as though it was the 1990s again and you were, you know, listening to the radio in your bedroom. I don't know, playing Pogs. I've got no fucking oh, idea. Pogs. Yes, Jonesy. Um, but what I'm trying to say is there's many mediums in which you can enjoy us. So enjoy us. And if you do <laughs> enjoy us, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash super show and you can, uh, you can support us for as little as $2. Um, and so if you decide to do that, We'll be very grateful. Yeah. But you don't have to. You can just listen. You can just engage. You can go drop a like, a comment. You can subscribe. You can do all of those wicked, amazing things, and we will love you for it. Or even if you hate us, we'll still love you. We're nice like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, okay, for this podcast, what, what we're sort of doing things differently, boys, aren't we? We're going to do mm. a kind of, like I said, a, a mini retrospective of all of the gaming news that's happened in the last... Not all of it, sorry. The, some relevant gaming news that's happened over the last three years. The big things... That have jumped out at us, that have stuck with us, that even my adult brain has managed to retain. Um, for the things that hasn't, Jamie's written them down. <laughs> I mean, it's Chris, Chris wrote them down as well. I should say. There's teamwork, guys. That, that is very useful. Um, I tell you what, I'm mm. going to read out some names of awesome individuals before we uh, get onto a mini little catch up. That's a great idea, wait. Alex Jones. So I'm going to give a shout out to some fantastic individuals. There are some people on screen right now, and you can see. But I would like to shout out Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brimstone, Cole K, Davnat Coburn, Ice Knock Rock Salt, Jesper Camdell Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Pastors Guild, and then the big dogs, the members of the board. Uh, it's Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, and Pease Wad. And many of those amazing individuals who have supported us have also been supporting us for the three years, which kind of blows my mind. Um, is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it, we cannot it is say how thankful we we are to the. I mean, that, do you know what? That's why these guys were at the top of the show this week is because that is fucking insane. Um, yeah, we we wouldn't be here without fan support, right? No, no not, by, not by a long shot. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, in fact, whilst us three are the ones you can see slash here at the moment, uh, all of those people in our patrons are definitely part of the crew as well. So, a massive thank you to you. <laughs> Um, whether you've been there for the whole three years or whether you've been there for five years or whether you've been there for a week, it's, uh, it's great to have you with us on this little journey. Um, so thank you very much. 
Now, we've been trying to sort this podcast out for a, a few weeks, which is why we've been away for a little bit. Um, but we've got a bit of a catch-up to do because it's been a few weeks. But yeah. luckily, bizarrely, uh, kind of in keeping with the times, I don't think we've any of us have done that much in that time um, in video gaming, really, because yeah. we've had a lot on our plates. You know, life has been very busy. Um, but I would still like to hear from the both of you as to what you've been up to. So, well, look, can I, can I just chime in? Because... My hands up. I'm really sorry. The reason that it was all delayed was because I got really sick again. So I do apologize. Um, and because we wanted to do something special for the kind of like episode 156, our, you know, quote unquote, three year episode, we just thought it, it wouldn't be right to do it just with a missing member, uh, even though we came close to doing it a couple of times because we were like, I don't know when this is going to happen, um, but it's happening now. And, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm glad for it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been tough. Uh, but yeah, in, should, in true, in true ironic form, uh, with a week we were going to do it, and we we're like, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger. Uh, Chris's throat failed him miserably, and so um, if any other body part, body part had failed, we probably wouldn't be okay. Oh yeah, lo- lop off a leg or something. Right. But it, you know, it, it's it's all that Catherine Zeta pussy. It's it's uh, oh man, it's enti- it's too enticing. Chris, I, I just got to be careful of the the rug munching, man. Like it's gonna, <laughs> it always comes back to haunt you. That's what I've said. I know, I know. I'm I'm a creature of habit, though. What can I say? Um. Anyway, you, uh, you and Michael <laughs> Douglas like just you know separated at birth. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. He's in a pod. So um, I tell you what, let's yeah. start with you, Chris. Yeah. What, the he- what have you been up to? Okay, well, so I, I, I've been doing a few things. I've been watching a lot of TV shows. Okay, I'm not going to go into whatever I've been watching, you know, whatever's available, uh, including uh, The Last of Us uh, TV show, which is really yeah. good. But uh, as usually happens when you're kind of sick and on your deathbed and, you know, um, heading towards the light, you don't usually feel like playing games. Uh, what mm. I did manage to play though, because it was mindless enough, was uh, jumping back into Vampire Survivors. Um, Hell yeah! You know, you're going to see a pattern here, fellas. I didn't play anything new in this time, and I know it's kind of like we've kind of said, "Hey, we're not going to talk about things that we don't kind of, you know, that we've spoken about before." But I don't have anything else, so you're just going to have to bear and grin it. But yeah, jump back into Vampire Survivors. It's been a long time. I don't think. I think I dipped my toes back in when it hit like 1.0, um, but not like, I think maybe one or two games and that was it. But I I jumped properly back into Vampire Survivors, unlocked a shit ton of stuff. It's still a good game, but also at the same time, like, I, I just hate it now. I just like, oh. I have, it's, it's just because there's so much to unlock. And then it's also like, you you start a game and it's fun and it's all good and you're having a good time and maybe I shouldn't be complaining because of that fact. But then you look at your watch again, it's like, oh, well, right, I've just wasted three hours of my life on Vampire Survivors again. I get, man, I get that. I, with so many games, I'm just like, I can't believe I've just sunk that into this game and it's so goddamn it. Do you know what? Warzone is the worst one for me. It's like, I've spent three hours being shit at a game. What have I gained? But I think this, I think it's slightly different with episode. with like online games, though, right? Because there's a dynamic that goes on there. It, it, something's always ever changing. There's something different, etc. Vampire Survivors is like that's the fucking game, and you're just playing it over and over again, right? And I don't think that there's enough variation in it to kind of warrant. Like, <laughs> it's probably because I spent so much time playing it pre official 1.0 launch. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just kind of called on it. Then uh, I've been playing some Elden Ring. So I'm maybe like 80 hours into Elden Ring now. No, 90. 
either 80 or 90. Wow. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Difference of 10 hours. But that's a that's a game that like I don't mind spending that amount of time in because again, there's always something different to see. And I'm always kind of like moving forward and seeing new shit. Whereas Vampire Survivors like here's this stage again and here's that stage again. And yes, you can try a different character, but like outside of a handful of characters, they all suck, so who cares? Um But something that I'm be quite happy to jump back into, and I've only started jumping back into it, was Risk of Rain 2. And the reason yeah. is because on my Twitter timeline, I keep on getting stuff for retur- Risk of Rain Returns, which is kind of like the return to the 2D side-scroller thing that's coming out this year. And it's just got yeah. me nostalgic for Risk of Rain. And I've been watching a lot of um, no-clip documentaries. One of them was on Hyperlight Drifter. And I'm like, man, that's like, they were talking about Hyperlight, Hyperlight, whatever it's something, the sequel, going open world in a way. And mm. just watching them do it in this like 3D style, I'm like, that's like Risk of Rain, man. Like I should just play that game again because it's a fucking cool game. And it is a cool game. It's great. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the gaming equivalent of hitting my head against the wall and hoping for different results, uh, but still finding it varying degrees of entertaining. That's been me since I've been sick. That's what I got to say. Fair, fair. Jamie, what have you yeah. got to, my man? Um, I, I, I still playing, you know, the usual kind of, you know, bits and bobs here and there. But the main thing that I've been playing since we last gathered and discussed video games has been Hogwarts Legacy, which has kind of been this weird thing where, like, we kind of our last podcast was recorded, sort of, you know, just as that discourse was <laughs> kind of like bubbling away and 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 reaching ahead and then we sort of like dipped off the radar for two weeks and now it has mostly died down which kind of feels like a good thing that we don't have to dive back into any weird discussions around jk rowling or the you know um where our moral compass lies um we can just play video games and i think uh, hogwarts legacy is a good one of those um i've actually been uh, i'd say pleasantly surprised for the most part with a lot of uh what I've experienced in the first uh, 10 to 12 hours or so, um, largely because I was a bit worried. And, and like, uh, Jonesy, I know you've played it as well, so I'm curious to get some sort of your thoughts and how they, like, if, if you come from a similar place to my, me, because I can't remember, but I have no real Harry Potter nostalgia, so I was worried that the kind of the quote-unquote Harry Potter magic wouldn't be able to make up for a shortfall in anything sort of mechanically or conceptually. But it's actually been kind of working, you know, running around the halls of Hogwarts. I see and it's needs to get my terminology right. Mm. Hogwarts. Because there's Hogsmeade, I've learned, Chris. You, see, you, you, you know what's, Hogwarts, you know what's happened here? You, you like, swivel the camera on Jamie's uh, setup there, and there's, like, a wall of, like, Harry Potter posters and <laughs> all of this stuff. He's like, oh, I don't know what a Harry Potter is. Oh, yeah. I'm Gryffindor, actually, and I'm a legit oh. Gryffindor. I answered the questionnaire. It put me in Gryffindor. I didn't question the sorting hat. I said, yes, sign me up. Um, but it's stuff like that. Like, I remember the sorting hat from reading the books. And between the vague memory I do have of Harry Potter stuff and the kind of magic that is there by way of what I presume was sort of like a passion and an attention to detail um, from the development team, that stuff kind of is brought to life in a very uh, engaging way. And by the time you've, you know, you've unlocked the the broomstick, which isn't that immediate, like it took a couple of hours and you're flying around Hogwarts and the surrounding area. You're like, actually there is 
if you'll excuse the kind of the obvious uh, message, there is a, a magic to this world and to this place that is um, weirdly pervasive. Um, and, and beyond that, I just think that you know, there's a lot of interesting mechanics that they continue to layer on as 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 the kind of the hours roll by. And I think the accumulation of spells and especially the way they play out in combat is quite engaging. I don't like having to kind of hot swap between as many of them as I sometimes have to, but the combat itself is is I think. Uh, really well sort of like measured and uh, kind of delivers a, a, enough of a punch like this isn't sort of like you know you think about like waving your wand it could be this really kind of limp wristed bullshit but like there's a good kind of thwack to a lot of the stuff there and it's like uh, oh no if you did that to a human being they'd really fucking die so in my head <laughs> canon they're dead which I like um, nice um, I'd, say, I'd say the only downsides for me um really kind of like story and characterization um, because I think a lot of the people with some exceptions uh, but a lot of the professors and students that I've met so far including the player character are really kind of damp squibs um, both in terms of the, their writing and the uh, voice performances in all of cases and the story after 10 hours doesn't seem particularly engaging um, it seems like this very kind of familiar thing about the vague threat of like um an ancient magic falling into the wrong hands and you having to use your, you know, your predetermined ability to see and access and utilize certain um, ancient forms of magic to keep them at bay. And it's like, this isn't really motivating me to keep playing, but do you know what it is? Using Expelliarmus on a goblin and making his <laughs> wand disappear so I can push him into a barrel. <laughs> Thumbs up. Um, what did you think, Josie? Um... Yeah, like, I, I think I'd have to parrot a lot of what you said. I was, it was, it's kind of a weird one because I know that obviously there's a bit of a controversy when it first came out, and I was in a weird space because I thought it was going to be crap. Um, I, I wasn't like reading too much into the uh, the um, controversy itself. Like there was obviously people that were having arguments online. You should play this. You shouldn't play this. Da 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 da. And to each their own. Uh, people decided, didn't decide. Um, I was never like a Harry Potter fan. I think, as you said, Jamie, I never mm. read the books, for example, but my wife did read all the books. She was really into it. And, and like, so I've been to the Harry Potter world, like the walk around uh, world thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I couldn't really give a toss about JK Rowling and people. I don't follow her on Twitter or anything. Don't really know anything she said about stuff. So when, when all the controversy came out, I was a little bit like, okay, like I'm, I don't know anything about this. It's a video game. I don't, I'm not really that bothered about what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. But then, so I've seen all the films and I've obviously, been, like I said, I've, I've been exposed to a decent chunk of it. Um, the game is, I don't, there's, yeah, magical is a good description of the game. Like I was genuinely surprised at how much I found myself being kind of wowed by the way that, so one of the things that's really strong in this game is pacing. Um, one thing they've done really well is the way that they meter out certain things and certain, like Jamie said, the broom mechanics, even like the, the way you accrue new spells, the room of requirement, the way you get introduced to um, uh, beasts and how you can you can get beasts and put them in your knapsack and then put them into your room of requirement is all from the, those movies. For me, the movies, obviously the books, um, if you if you read. Um, but, um, if you read what a dis you what a dis of our virgin. audience <laughs> that's, that's a dis to me like because I don't read anywhere near enough um, but what they've managed to do and I think that it doesn't happen in so often in, in games uh, adaptations is they try to kind of do like a really clunky implementation this is an open world of uh, yeah Hogwarts like tower the school 
Hogsmeade, which people will know quite well from the films as well. It's like the little town that they will go to in a very attractive um, open world that is filled with enough variation and variety of, of like enemy encounters and animal encounters and things to do that, yeah, like even though the main story is kind of is a bit nothing, that they manage to keep you like plodding away and they manage, they keep you going back. You've got another class to go to at the school. You've got another sort of, um, you've never done herbology. You need to come and do herbology and learn about this. They also hit the same um, uh, story beats that the, the movies do. There's even like the pulling the mandrake out of the pot um, where you've got to get your broom for the first time. So they've they've been so smart about how they've done this. Um, and it's just, a, it's, a, it's a fun open world video game. And I'm, I'm, I think it's it's hard to not play it and not feel some of that Harry Potter magic and uh, be taken along for the ride. Like I know I've um, I've been really enjoying it. And like I said, not even as a Harry Potter fan. Uh, and it's it, for anyone who hasn't played it or is not that interested, it's it's like a loose like RPG. So you, the, your main thing is you're going around and you're finding pieces of armor, equipment, or whatever, like things to wear with different buffs and different um, elements to them. And then you can get a weave to add special. Um, extra things to you and to upgrade your your hat that you found and there's transmog so you don't have to look like a knob the whole time you can, you know, um yeah, and you can get different brooms and you can practice flying around and it's, it's it was all just epic fan service but it's all, the, the big thing about the game to me is it's made you can tell that it's been made by people who love it um yeah and mm. i think that kind of shines through you then have the technical difficulties that i think the game's got so and those things are a little bit more obvious and they do, uh, I find them a little bit more annoying, but they're just part of the course. So like loading when you're trying to go outside of the castle, right? You have, sometimes you have to wait for a little loading circle to pop up, mm-hmm. which is on a PlayStation 5, a little bit surprising maybe. Um, but fair enough, they've got a big old world to load in. Uh, you kind of have, uh, even when you go inside, you kind of have a cloud often that sort of means that they're loading in elements and everything's not quite crisp and it's a little bit low contrast. That's how it feels while everything sort of loads in. You've got a pretty sharp drop off in um, presentation modes. You can have like a 60 frames a second mode at like standard res, or you can go for like ray traced, really pretty, but I mean, the the frame rate is going to be shit. Um, there's, there's audio issues. Uh, like I think one that I had, I have constantly is if you're talking to a person and you turn to walk with them, um, suddenly you can barely hear them and you've got to like turn around to look at them again sometimes just to hear them mm. again. I've had that quite a lot. Um, there's po- like pop in obviously, but but no, most most of that is fine because you you appreciate the fact that this is a big world and a lot of characters. And um, I've tried to steer clear of some of the spoilers, but apparently uh, the level they've gone to even like in Hogwarts, the castle in the game to add in things that fans would enjoy. So little secrets here and there, little things you would know about is impressive and I find it hard to not be impressed. Did you say spoilers? I've tried to steer clear of spoilers. Oh, right, okay. like, I have seen some spoiler type things, so I'm not going to mention what they are. Okay. Um, I was going to say I had a major spoiler. For, you know that phase on Twitter where people were replying to popular posts with Hogwarts Legacy spoilers uh, as kind of yeah. like a form of uh, right. protest, I guess. I had a major spoiler delivered that way and... I, it's, it's, uh, looping it around to make it sound like a criticism, which I don't mean to, but it is one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, I don't care. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I guess so if, I, you're not, oh, if you're not that, that invested okay, in, that in the, the, what is it, the word, like, I don't want to say like the story or the world, because like you are, you're in, engaging with that game. But if you're not so invested in that universe, then yeah, mm. like, what what does it fucking matter, right? 
Yeah. I, I, I tell you Sorry, Jamie, go on. I was going to quickly say, like, I don't know if this will surprise anyone or even you, Chris, but, like, the uh, art book for um, the for uh, Tears of the Kingdom leaked in the past couple of days, yeah. and or at least a version of an art book. And some people on certain subreddits, for example, were properly flappy about it in sort of a, oh, I have to go offline for the next three months kind of way. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have a flick through this thing and look at some of the armor sets that Link's going to collect and, you know, find, look at some of the new enemies I'm going to be fighting and swords yeah. I'm going to be using. And it's like, that kind of shit, like, it's not that I don't care. It's like, there are different levels of spoiler, like, that spoilers operate yeah. on for me. And yeah, I, I guess also with, like, Legend of Zelda, like, Breath of the Wild, at least, it's like, it doesn't seem like a game that lent itself much to spoilers anyway. Like, there's not a lot going yeah, on I with that, that game well. in terms of that kind of spoiler territory. Like, sure, you could always say you want to go into an experience like virginized, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, and I can get that for sure, but then it's just like, just. Just avoid it. You don't necessarily have to, yeah. like, say you don't have to flap about it. It's like it's not like, oh my god, like you're gonna fight this person who, and it means this because this has happened or blah. It's not like, oh, Joel's gotten fucking smashed in the face with a golf club. Levels. My brain went straight to uh, Last of Us as well. It was yeah, like, like yeah. Last, it's so they're so different. Like, uh, yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild, like what you can fight Gammon. Oh, his name is oh, Gammon. Like straight away. <laughs> Gammon. Yeah, you, you go and you fight yeah. Gammon. That is the twist. If that was the twist, there's no more Ganondorf. It's just Gammon. Gammon. That would yeah. be quality. It's just Gammon. Um, but yeah, What's exactly. It's like I can never Link, say Link, Link walks into the arena with a pineapple sword and an egg shield. <laughs> he takes on Gammon. I like it. That'd be great. But like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. So maybe it's got this character from the quite frankly like meh law of legend of zelda it's like okay fine so the spoilers for me with legacy that i was trying to stay clear of was i saw a few people mentioning about things from the movies that are in the game that aren't necessarily part of the story but they were like they're things that have been included as like basically more more like easter eggs yeah okay so so that that falls into the category of like the virginization of your eyes and your experience because just stumbling upon that stuff is is good and Exciting. Like, I remember in, in Breath of the Wild, like, stumbling across a, the, the first time you see the dragon flying over Laranu uh, Mountain, or whatever it fucking is. I'm like, right. that's fucking wild. Or you find a skeleton horse, and you're like, what? That's fucking wild. Like, But again, it's like, if someone told me that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So and it's always worse when you, like, you're sort of preoccupied with not hear, hearing or seeing something. And I, I went through that phase last year with Ragnarok where, you know, someone told me or I think I read or saw a tweet that the first boss fight was with a bear and I was furious and I was like, with hindsight, there are far bigger fish to fry with <laughs> Ragnarok than a boss fight against a bear. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, no, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I thought Legacy was, was um, very good. Uh, it's a very good game. It's, and it could do some polish in certain places, as I said, but I don't think it's... Oh, are you going to finish it, Jonesy? It's funny well, because I see. I don't think hey, you need to. Finish it. Like, I, I almost think you uh, don't need to finish it. I, I get that. Game that. I get that. It's, I think the way that they've done the world... Do you know what's funny? I always imagine it's kind of like what Fallout 76 should have been, whereby you can play the world 
Like they should have, Fallout 76 was like, it's a game with no story where you can just have a good time and make your own adventure. I, I mean, that legacy. sounds like Sea of Thieves. <laughs> but almost with like Hogwarts Legacy, because of the way the game works, like it, it is tied to progression within the main story campaign, but they almost could have had it so that it doesn't really matter if you do the ancient magic uh, goblin power thing. It almost feels like a separate narrative. And then the, the main narrative to the story for me is you're a new student at Hogwarts learning all the stuff that you like you do in the... In the um, uh, in the films, and you and you become, you know, a wizard, Harry. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I entirely agree with that. Um, I think if they maybe put some more work into kind of the clockwork style of the like being at a school and enrolling in a school in the same way that something like Bully did back in the day, where for anyone that doesn't remember, Bully actually went as far as to have like a clock that ran in real time and you was on you to get to lessons on time and if you weren't uh, you know if you skipped a lesson you were truant you were a truant and the prefix would come after you and likewise if you stayed out after curfew like shit would go down and um and so there was some kind of push and pull there and that that could have been an interesting way of suspending the kind of the the day in day out routine of hogwarts legacy and being a hogwarts legacy and giving players a bit more agency in that the reason I feel like it would need something like that to make good on what you're talking about is because I just think that open world is largely like, I think it's a lot of bells and whistles. I think there are a lot of things that you can go up to that have a bespoke animation that plays in front of your face and a fun sound effect that goes, and it's like, wow, okay, I'm never going to press square on that again because I know it's just a pair of shears that floats and cuts a hedge or a watering can that like waters its own bush. or And it's like, it's it's nice attention to detail. I'm glad that stuff happens. I'm glad the paintings start playing a song every walk part, time I walk past, or you know, there's a fountain that I can press square, and these and there's a little like they they put work into that kind of stuff. But this is not, but like make no mistake, this is not like a high quality open world. And if you say to yourself, I'm going to walk from Hogwarts to, I'm not Hogsmeade because it's relatively close, but one of the other hamlets to the towards yeah. the south of the map on foot and see what happens. Nothing will happen. Like you will, yeah, you will, you'll see you will some walk, NPCs. You, you'll see, you'll see some NPCs, and like, not, but like, nothing will happen. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like, like usher in something about, where like everything it. has to be like. Like, I'm not trying to. I know someone's gonna make the kind of the lame Red Dead Two argument and be like, "Oh, Jamie, would it be better if you had to suck, you know, venom out of someone's leg on the way?" Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, Hogwarts Legacy's open world is one that's defined by, like, small smatterings of NPCs, and if you can interact with them, they either give you a generic side quest or they're a vendor. Like, and that and that's kind of it. I think the difference... I would, I would go... I would agree with what you've said. I, the only thing I would maybe push back on a tiny bit is, uh, I think, the way that they've designed... So, like you said, a few of the things, like, you know, there's, there's magical things going on where they don't really do anything. You can just, like, push square on it and it'll do a little thing oh the globe spun yeah exactly like a little magical thing will happen there is an element of like um they've done quite nicely which is that everything visually in the world they've done a good job to make it seem like there's a lot going on so like i think someone said like you can see a hippogriff fly in and like catch fish from the river or the, the lake but, that, but that's why i said it's bells and whistles like i don't think there's any, i don't think there's anything interesting on a systemic level when it comes to hogwarts legacy no, the the difference compared to something like Red Dead Two. I mean, I suppose you could you could you could say well, Red Dead that you know Red Dead Two the author things are, are finite, but the difference is in Red Dead Two it feels like yeah you could f- suddenly fall into a side quest that you may never have stumbled upon. 
Hog, yeah. Yeah, Hogwarts legacy like, is not that. Uh, yeah, like, you know, if you're meant to go there, there's a waypoint on the map and there's someone standing there ready to give you a side quest. Right. It's, not, it's not one of those. Um, and, and, and again, I, I don't want to pretend that, like, or make it sound like I'm trying to assess Hogwarts uh, legacy is unique in the kind of the old school nature of its open world. It's actually still, for most parts, the, you know, the standard. It's oh, just, yeah, yeah. I also oh, don't want to pretend that we're talking about something that is, you know, any of those sort of like, lofty terms we throw around when we talk about Breath of the Wild, like um, emergent gameplay and stuff. Like, we're not... <laughs> this isn't that. This is, this is like, just an open world. There's that, a, I, like, I think- it, like, don't you might not take this personally, but there's very little, op- like, between the... Rage like, 2? No, I was going to say the degree... I was going to say Gotham Knights. Like, in terms of the, the, the degree, the degree <laughs> in which... I would say that personally. Because you went to because there's a podcast that I can uh, I can pull up and I find some quotes from and and quote you one to one on next week's podcast if you like where you went to bat for Gotham Knights I remember it <laughs> I I, remember I, it, you yeah. said it was a contender game of the year wow and I think did you give it a nine or a nine point five out of ten nine point three I think ah uh, okay that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw someone say that Hogwarts Legacy is not an open world it's like a I think they called it like a pseudo open world, which is probably fair. Like, do you know what's weird? It's like, some of it almost feels like ba- like um, background dressing to Hogwarts school and Hogsmeade. Like, mm. it kind of feels like that in a weird way. Like, the in between sections are just there to look pretty and link the things together. Which just is connective kind of tissue, yeah. That, yeah, which is fine. Like, that's absolutely fine. Like, you can. There's not. There's nothing to say that a game needs to have that's, an, an insanely emergent open world. Like, um, I don't think it needs to be that at all. That's almost like old school in its approach, right? Because I remember when everyone and their fucking dog had to have an open world, but Mm. they didn't necessarily have the budgets to build them. So they have these hub areas and they'd just be like, yeah, but just put those hub areas in an open world with connective tissue and and you're good. And there were so many of those at one stage. Um, You can also go the the other way though, right? Because I think the idea of like, I live in a village near a town. If you walked from... (laughs) one village to another village, nothing's going to happen on your journey from one to the other. Like, I don't feel like it's a necessity that like crazy shit happens. It is, it is weird. Cause I think with a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, I think we were teased with a game that was still scripted, but felt emergent. But and like, it, because of it felt different. It, it, and, every other game after and that, you're like, well, why is it not as good as Red it Dead? It felt like a, it felt like a world that knew you were a part of it. And like Red right. Dead Two, the thing about Red Dead Two, it's not about. Sorry, I really apologise for anyone that's angry that I've invoked this conversation, but it's not about whether or not it makes something happen and whether or not you get the venom uh, sucking thing. It's about the fact that if you went into the town and put a gun to someone's head and pulled the trigger, like that town would be different from that point on. That NPC right. would never come back. Other NPCs would react to you differently. Mm. You're standing within the. Well, I mean, you're, you're making a face, but I, I don't think I'm saying anything untrue. Oh, no, the NPC thing, like, I, I killed the dude. No, but I'm, I can, I'm, what I'm saying is Hogwarts Legacy is, like, you can stand in the middle of the most populated town in Hogwarts Legacy and fire, like, and cast Expelliarmus on a cat, and, like, it will bounce off the cat, and, and no one, like, not nothing a single happens. NPC will even glance at you. So it's just like, yeah. there's like I said, there's nothing systemic. It's like a Disney theme no. park ride. It's like... Things are going to happen when it's time for them to happen. But, like, there's no... Like, the NPCs in, in Hogwarts Legacy don't have AI. They're not aware of what's going on or what you're doing, and there's no morality to it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no... There's nothing systemic about it. It's all... Oh, so, no, the only thing I was... Is because one thing that's that always... 
always makes me think of uh, Red Dead. I was always like, what? Was there's a guy who comes out and asks you to do something. I think it's like shoot a bottle or something. And I killed him by accident. And he died. And then a, about an hour later, he reappeared and asked me to do the same thing again. And I was like, dude, you're fucking dead. I shot but, you. But you, want, you understand my point. Like, no, no, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, the wider yeah. point. Yeah, I'm with you. Completely with you. Okay. Uh, Hog, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. Like, you can. there's two people having a conversation and you could fucking have a cadaver like, at one of them and they wouldn't even blink. Like, they wouldn't even know you've done anything. Yeah. Like, which, which is fine. No, if yeah. That's the kind of open world you're making and that's... You know, that's what they did. That's what they went for. And that's yeah. what they did. And that's fine. No, what, yeah, 100%. It is, not, it is not that kind of open world at all. It's Like I said, it's, like you said, it's bells and whistles. It's, it's visually very good. It's not an open world, open world right, in that sense. But anyway, no, it's cool. But it's cool. It's enjoyable. It's fun. Um, I guess the question is then for both of you is how long is it going to take for you to get over Hogwarts Legacy? So Jonesy, you can get back to Elden Ring, and Jamie, you can get into Elden Ring eventually. Oh my god! Finally, um, might be sooner rather than later for me, just because I've been waiting for one of the kind of more recent releases, like uh, one of like Atomic Heart or or like a Dragon Ishin or something to like grab me, and they haven't. I'm also not going down the PSVR two uh, PSVR two route anytime soon. So you never know; could could happen, Chris. Watch this space. Yeah, I've I've got no idea. Like, I'm, there's nothing really on my horizon. <clears throat> um, so hopefully, oh yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, like, nice. Yeah, lots nice. more to do in that. How game. how busy is uh, March for new releases? Destiny Two is still got yet to come out. Octopath Traveler Two. That's the Destiny yeah. Two expansion, by the way, not not the actual Destiny. So, have you been playing anything else? Has it just been Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, just Hogwarts Legacy on the playing front. But I, I, I wanted to say that I have um, started and finished somehow uh, the entirety of the uh, Double Fine Psych Odyssey, which was something that oh, wow. when it first appeared on my radar, I was like, I'm probably not going to watch that because um, as much as I admire Double Fine, I haven't played any of their games, including Psychonauts 2, really. So like, why would this be for me? And then I kind of got peer pressured by everyone on and off the internet <laughs> to watch that first episode, and I never looked back. And I since consumed over uh, twenty hours of. That's mad. <laughs> of, that is insane. Um, I mean, it, it is insane. Um, have you yeah. watched any of it yet, Chris? No, I haven't. Um, that is on my to-do list. On my to-watch okay. list. Yeah. Um, did it make you? Did it make you want to play um, Psychonauts too? That's all I've been thinking about. Um, yes. Uh, it's a good it, it, game. I, I think, I, and yeah, it looks. It, I mean, I always thought it looked great, um, and it was, you know, it just didn't come out, come out at the right time for me in terms of what I had going on. But yeah, all I want to do now, and it's like I haven't finished Hi-Fi Rush quite yet, so I can't bring myself to go back and like let Psychonauts uh, jump the queue. But it's it's on the to do list now, big time. And I think the documentary, for as daunting as it is, because for anyone that doesn't know, this was a, a documentary series about the development of Psychonauts 2 within um, the walls of uh, Double Fine that was filmed over the course of over six years. Um, they recorded, I think, like 5,000 hours of footage or something like that and have turned it into a 22-ish hour documentary series. So it's wow. it, it's a commitment, time commitment, uh, unless you kind of two times speed it because it is all on YouTube, Chris. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely think, like, I'm not going to say anything as like strong as saying that this is required watching, but like it, it is one of the most like insightful and uh, raw and like thought provoking 
uh, spotlights that I've ever seen put on the, not even just game development, but just the creative process in general. And I, I know that you two are definitely, because we've been in some of those rooms together over the years, you would yeah. get a lot out of this, like seeing like teams come together and teams fall apart and meetings where progress is made and meetings where no progress is made and just having a fly on the wall for every iteration of everything that happens in a creative process that I guess for us most of the time lasted like a couple of days or a week, but for these <laughs> lot lasted six years. Um, it is emotionally exhausting sometimes at times. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love it. I would love to watch it. Is, is it all on? You say it's all on YouTube? It's all on YouTube. Yeah, on Double Fine's yeah. Uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and different different episodes, Jonesy. So you could watch the first episode and see if yeah, you. Yeah, it's all it's all broken up. Dip your toe you know, into my, the rest. Um, my issue with the stuff like that all the time is I'm the only one who wants to watch it, so I need to like download it and watch it some some convenient time. Um, and I and often that's fine if you can download it, but if it's YouTube, obviously it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I might have to. Um, oh. Maybe I'll have to subscribe to YouTube Red for like. Maybe there, there, there's a, a, a hack for that. I've heard if you oh. use a VPN VPN to change, I thought was it like change your location to Turkey or something like that. Then it's like YouTube Red is super fucking cheap. Oh, okay, okay. interesting. interesting. Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A big two, two thumbs up, and I know it's like a cheat because it's got over thirty episodes, but. I have not uh, uh, had tears in my eyes this much uh, over a, like a documentary thing, maybe ever in my life. Like it gets wow, okay. to, it gets to the point where, and this is going to sound like pathetic, I know, but like <laughs> people leave the company, and you're like, it fucks you up. Um, they, right. they, there's something really intimate about. I think it's just double fine structure and the personalities it kind of ends up housing that. And like yeah, like you mentioned um, no clip earlier, right, Chris? And like yeah. I think no clip are leading the way for sort of like some short, short to mid to sometimes even relatively long term or like yeah. feature length documentary filmmaking around video game development. On certainly as far as YouTube is concerned, and I think I'm putting pretty much anywhere else because I don't think there's any other major streaming service that's kind of like at the forefront of that. And like Danny O'Dwyer tweeted out, uh, tweeted when this came out. That like he watched it and he said that it made him feel I, I can't remember the exact words he used but it was something like it made him feel sad what to what sad it was sad for him to watch because he was watching something that he knew that no clip could ever do in terms of going that deep on in, in yeah, on video yeah. game development. See, and, it's not just me that feels this way when when watching things that just kind of uplift you so much but just crush you at the same time. <laughs> oh, you will come away from this. Questioning whether you will ever feel comfortable criticizing a video game again. <laughs> I'm sure. And then, of course, you, you know the podcast goes live. You press the red button. Someone brings up Hogwarts Legacy, and it all goes out the window. But yeah, but I, question, did, I did have glowing reviews of Psychonauts too. So there we go. Yeah, I guess rather than questioning, it will be like every single time you say something negative about a video game, you will have this cursed, like PTSD-induced flashback to being a, being that fly on the wall at Double Fine and going like, oh. This was like a team of people pulling their hair out, crying, going grey, losing hundreds of, like, gaining hundreds of pounds because a publisher didn't give them enough money. They were, like the 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 distributor didn't like give them enough time. They all wanted to do it. They were what they worked sixteen hour days, seven days a week. Um, got divorced, you know, like all ever they they did everything they possibly could to make the best video game that that. Um, that they could possibly make, and you played it and said, ah, it's all bells and whistles. There's nothing systemic. Um, so, you know, it, 
I, I, it's, yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's it's really it's really great. It's really great. Well, with that, mm. I think we should do. Uh, we should go back, guys, to the beginning of 2020. Um, so just after the Ooh. launch of the Super Show podcast, we're not going to do this like a proper in day order and talk about everything. Obviously, we just wanted to like have a bit of a chat around hey, stuff that. Um, Jonesy, you could say we out. are looking back over our shoulders. No, you could okay. if you wanted to. All right, cool. <laughs> there you go. Um, and the weirdest thing about this is, of course, the first thing I'm going to have to mention uh, in relation to this is um, the big thing that happened to everybody over the last three years, which is probably COVID. Um, oh, which God. seemed oh, to sort of, it, it coincided with the start of the podcast um, quite nicely. Because funnily enough, the weekly uh, meetings, video calls, little rendezvous with you two fellas was one of the things that kind of kept me sane over that whole period. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we Jesus down, Christ, so. yeah. Vital. At one point, it yeah. was the only way I knew which day of the week it was. Oh, it must be <laughs> Thursday. We're recording. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah. one thing COVID obviously did give us was a shit ton of um, game delays. Oh, delays, um, cancellations. I mean, I mean even, even like just shunting people away from other people, right? Like it happened to us. We, I remember we were recording on my dining room table in in my lounge. It's like, okay. And then a few day, a few weeks later, it's like, well, we can't do that anymore. Let's see how long this is going to last for. And little did we yeah. fucking know, well, this lockdown was like a year and a half or so, wasn't it? No, on no, and no off. proper lockdown was like three months, right? It was, it was. But there were multiple, weren't there? Finished. There were, there were like three total, I think. Yeah. Like, I think each one, wasn't the first one three months, then the second one was like six weeks. And then the last one was like four. I don't know, man. I'm talking at my ass now. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember we 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 came out of the first one kind of like late summer, uh, but then it was back again. I think it like it got to a head just before Christmas because I yeah literally got cut off from my Christmas plans because they were. Do you remember they tried to do um was it zones or like threat levels? It was like stars yeah, like yeah. a GTA rating. Oh yeah, London <laughs> London was got London was on five stars and the army came so. <laughs> yeah. yeah police spawned yeah, behind you a la cyberpunk you know exactly <laughs> um, but of, no of course there were game delays there were horrific game delays and cancellations because everyone had to suddenly shift to working like remotely or working like you know sort of going in when they could um, and I'm, well, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it um, in games before have we no, well we still again. I mean we're still feeling the effects of it though right 100%. Yeah. Every Nintendo Direct still starts with like a, hey, any of this shit might get delayed because of COVID. Yeah, literally. So. What was it, like two weeks ago? It's like, yeah, fuck, okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, well, I don't think we could have we could have guessed that not only it was like lockdowns, but now because people get sick with it, then they don't go to work, yeah. which means you then have a knock-on and it happens in every industry as well. Like, yeah, that's fun- why I can't buy shit in the shops half the time. Funnily enough, mm. that's exactly what, um, what the heart uh, machine devs of Hyperlite, whatever the new one is called, we're talking about. They had a like a deliverable that they had to send to Gearbox in the documentary. They're talking about it, and they're saying like they had to push it by multiple months purely because even at this stage, they had so many people getting sick from COVID, and it just you know it just pushed things way too much, pushed it, mm. stretched them thin, stretched them super thin, and then they just 
had to just keep pushing. I think they delayed it like that internal first deliverable like two or three times. It's crazy. Like it, it's so funny to think that like we're out here trying to live our best lives, but actually, yeah, there there is still kind of a pandemic going on, but it's just not killing people and it's not as bad as it once was. The joke now is that people are saying it's over, isn't it? When it's when they're like, it is oh. over, but it's not over. It's over, but it's yeah. not over. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's like I, I can tell you that personal work colleagues of mine, there have been like three COVID cases in the last week. Right. Mm. I feel like the last like three to six months, I was also seen a big influx of people getting ill and the takeaway has been, oh, do you know what? The weird thing is it wasn't COVID. And then that <laughs> yeah. has also gone hand in hand with a lot of people who have had uh, flu-like symptoms um, over the past six months and were like, yeah, I had COVID and this was way worse and it wasn't COVID. So like, yeah, that yeah. kind of reminder that I guess some people were trying to say at the time, which is like, this is kind of still just like a a flu, like the kind of the, like of the nature that we've gotten used to in some respects already. Um, but obviously for some people, it's going to really fuck them up. And for others, it will even kill them. So yeah, uh, best be on your, you know, be on your best behavior. Best behavior. <laughs> Can I, here's, yeah, a, here's, nice. a, here's a weird one for you two. If COVID hadn't kind of like forced us to go remote when it did, and if the next sort of like six months, as you know, the way businesses around the world and especially in this country changed to support that in tow hadn't happened as well, like what do you think would have happened to this podcast? How much longer would we have tried to meet up at Chris's living room before we were like, this isn't sustainable? Who would have been the person that's like, right, I'm going to put up my own money for a studio or, or. Yeah, I think it would have been literally until we got one of us got a job because remember like we we didn't have jobs um mm-hmm. then covid hit which then meant no one was hiring right yeah and that kind of yeah. in a way forced our hand in terms of saying like well if no one's hiring us we're just going to do stuff around the house and record podcasts and stuff but i think they no, thieves yeah, yeah exactly if there was no covid then i mean who knows what would have happened, but you could say that it would have been easier for us to find replacement jobs. Um, and that would have altered our course. But I think like, as we could see now, since we've all had gone back into the workplace um, for a decent amount of time now, we're still making this podcast. Like, yeah, we, we're struggling to sync up more and more as time goes on, but you know, our intention is still there to make podcasting and make episodes so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think much would have changed. The one interesting thing, of course, was that everyone seemed to make a podcast around that time because it was, well, it was yeah. the thing to do. True. Uh, a, a lot appeared, yeah, it was across every yeah. sort of uh, sector. You, you know, you know which was interesting. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jamie. No, I was going to say I was like looking at Alana Pierce's YouTube channel the other day because I was doing some weird like internet detectivey stuff on a guy who used to work at IGN, and every now and then I'm like, oh yeah, what happened to him? Um, and it turns out like her YouTube channel in hours, like she just hosts like four or five different podcasts and supports yeah. them all through one Patreon and just has them all in like rotation. And there's like, oh, weird. there's like a video game writing one. And there's like a, there was like a travel one and, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah. One she, with Troy she, Baker on it. Yeah. She's yeah. doing a celebrity boxing match. Called, yeah. Like, she's going to get yeah. fucked what up. That? <laughs> Is she? Who's she? Is she fighting? No, um, I, no, I don't know. I don't. I, I have no idea. 
I, I think. God, why do people feel the need to get to do? If I, I, I find hey, it bizarre. If I was famous enough that someone said to me, "Do you want to come and do a celebrity boxing match for charity?" Which I believe the one she's doing yeah. is. It's not like a KSI, yeah, yeah like no, yeah, taken no, seriously it's one. It's like a. Then I'd be like. Of course, because one, it's like a fun physical challenge that like, it's something to put yourself through. Two, it's great exposure. Three, it's for charity. And four, it looks like a laugh. Yeah. I'd absolutely know, do it. I'd do it. I don't know. I'd do it. Why, would, why wouldn't you do it, Jonesy, other than getting embarrassed? It's nothing to do with embarrassment. It's just like, uh, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Do you know what it is? I, I, it's almost like the idea of there's so many things you could do for charity. What a weird thing to say, hey, we're going to go punch each other in the face. Well, because it's, it's also like, the, like there's so many but, things you could do for charity and most of us sit around doing none of them. So yeah, if you were but, offered the chance <laughs> to do something like... No, like, no as it, so if you offered... That, so like you said, if you were famous enough. So that obviously as someone has approached her to, to say, yeah. hey, do you want to do this thing for charity? What I'm saying is I, it seems odd to me that these people who are approaching people are always picking, punching people in the face. It, you could do myriad other things. Well, I mean, I mean, cr- cr- there, there is a face. bit of a history with Creative Clash, though. So, I mean, I'm not yeah. internet internet I, historian here to kind of go into it, but they're, they're, it, it's an established thing. Um, and then, yeah, the fact that like it doesn't matter how it comes about, but it's, it's just another way of doing a charitable event. Like someone had to come up with awesome game, awesome games done quick. Someone had to yeah. come up with XYZ, right? Like, yeah, and, and like Jonesy, yeah. if you, I'll give you a hint. If you, change it, if you changed it from Creator Clash to create a long distance hike, you don't raise as much money, my friend. Yeah, it, do you know what it is for me? It's like, I've, I, maybe I shouldn't. I, I, was, I was watching read too much. It was when um, you sort of get into the whole uh, concussion thing and, you know, the movie and all of the background and all of the sports stuff. And they're just that thing of, and if you ever listen to people who are like neurologists, or whatever, talk about it, and they're like, you should do everything you can to avoid getting hit in the head. And the idea, yeah. and people think that people have this like flippant view of getting, of uh, getting a concussion, for example, or getting knocked out. It's like the silly thing in the film where you get a bop on the back of the head and you wake up like uh, half an hour later and you go, oh, my sore head. And then, but if you ever hear an expert speak on it, they're like, uh, that that person has got lifelong or potential lifelong injuries from the fact that they were knocked out for half yeah. an hour. Like it's not million dollar. And you J- even see Bob- James Jonesy is worried he's going to get million dollar babied. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, no, it's such a silly. Like someone said to me because I've got ki- I've got young kids now, and someone was saying to me, like, "Oh, what sport are you uh, are you going to get them to play?" And I was like, "Well, I tell you, there's some sports that I'm not going to get them to do. <laughs> the ones where they get smashed in their head repeatedly. Like, not going to let them play oh, rugby." Don't you don't you feel like they're going to miss out? I'm like, no, they can just play another sport where they don't get smashed in the head repeatedly. They don't have yeah, to play smashy, they, smashy head games. Yeah, they can play cricket where, like, the world's hardest ball in any sport gets lobbed at you at, like, fucking uh, insane miles per hour. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything with any uh, risk to it. I can. I think you need, you know, you should do. But I do think there's, like, I think if I had a kid and, I was in, and they wanted to play, like, American football, I'd be like, no. Okay, but what about, what about to show up to sports day as Bubble Boy? Play lacrosse. Play lacrosse. Lacrosse is super physical. Yeah, yeah lacrosse is still physical. No, but lacrosse but it's is not a, like it's, it's but it's a contact sport. No, I don't. Is it actually contact? I don't. I didn't think it was contact. Hold on a second. My okay, Google. Stop. <laughs> I wonder. I thought that was. I thought that was the ball and chain for a second. It, it just started playing music, fellas. I don't know what's going on here. Haunted. I, I, th- I thought. 
I thought lacrosse was contact in the sense of like football's contact and that you, you get, there's contact, but it's not the aim of the game. It's not con- full on contact. And But boxing is literally the only aim of yeah, boxing. Yeah, well, smash yeah. people in face until a person falls over and can't see straight. <laughs> That's like the aim of boxing, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. It, to a certain extent. Let's see, is lacrosse like, a contact sport? Uh, legality of contact varies between men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse. Men's lacrosse is a contact sport since it is legal for players to body check and stick, and then it says dot dot dot. So I'm I'm assuming stick their penis. That sounds up like their um, ice hockey. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I, I ice hockey where they punch you. Should they full yeah. on have? Brawl? Yeah, 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 there you go, Jonesy. That's, that's, that's not that's, that's not the the point of the sport to body yeah, check that's people. A, that's against can. the. And in ice hockey, the <laughs> fighting that you're talking about is against the rules. It's not part of the sport. Uh, but it, well, it, it's not part, but it is. What, what do they say? It's like a, they have the enforcers who that is their job, but then they know. Yeah, they like because it's a thing that happens, but it's it not happens. like it's in the rules where it's like right, you're allowed. To, like, like they do get sin bin and stuff like that in a way that like like the ref in a kind of like the referee kind of like okay, I have to punish you because you got in a fight kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, yeah, absolutely. No, it's not. It's not written in the books. You can have five hit punches to the face. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Six, and you get sinbin. Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, but okay. Let's. Uh, we need. To, we do need to move on a bit. Anyway, I don't mean to get us off on Alana Pierce having a boxing match. Get get off on um, Alana Pierce. Yeah. I mean, wow. You say so. Interesting choice of words, Jamesy. Mm. I mean, I didn't run with it. That was definitely Chris. Uh, one thing that we have to talk about when it comes to COVID and lockdowns is one of the most surprising things. Uh, I think was the fact that we we suddenly realised and came out of the woodwork that actually f- fifty million people around the world were closet animal crossing super fans. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who knew that? Jesus, yeah. And, and not only well, that, if there was ever yeah. I was say, if there's ever a game at the right time, uh, you know, for the right for the right environment. Wow, Animal Crossing New Horizons was it? Yeah, I want to see like sales numbers. million as of December last year. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty extraordinary. Um, The kind of thing that you you get, like, I can't wait to see what happens when the next Animal Crossing game comes out and you start to be able to get a little bit of sort of, like a a cross-reference of like, okay, how much did being uh, in the right time in the right place benefit Animal Crossing? How much did people getting locked up in the houses, going stir crazy and needing to trade turnips impact yeah. the, the, the fate of that title? It's hard though, I right? Because... Videos of... Sorry, Josie, go on. I was going to say, I remember seeing videos of people saying that they'd, they were trading with like celebrities who were like, I need some, I want some carrots or some turnips. And they yeah. were like, oh, this celebrity was playing. And I it was Elijah Wood, right? Traded. Oh, was it Elijah Wood? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. He was That's one right. of them at least. But it's 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 hard to say, right? Because like I'm just looking at a timeline release of these games. So Animal Crossing came out in 2001, then a four-year gap to Animal Crossing Wild World, then a a three-year gap to City Folk, okay? Then a six-year gap to New Leaf, and then a couple of like miniature ones but then from new leaf to new horizons was eight years so let's like they just get longer and longer in between but let's say another six to eight years from so 2026 2028 Mm -hmm. the audience would have changed so much from the people that did pick up new horizons for the first time 
would they still be interested in it? Like eight years removed? I think I think a surprising amount of them will be. I think that's one of those games that actually benefits from that aging up in audience and that like like if you start playing if you if your first Animal Crossing comes out at you know eight and then twelve and then sixteen and I think like what was happening is there were people who were in their twenties and thirties who had kind of either a nostalgia for it or a taste for it even based off something completely different like they were a Harvest Moon fan or something for yeah. one of a better yeah. way a better example. And like it tapped into something that I don't think ever fully goes away, especially when the Switch is like it's kind of got Nintendo handhelds kind of have that thing of like oh you can buy it for someone like you can get someone a Switch like as a yeah. very nice present and like in the same way my mum who hasn't touched a video game ever in her life was like well we're gonna buy her a DSi and brain training because it's like that's just <laughs> that's just a funny thing to do. Um, and it's a spent an expensive gag in that case, but gag nonetheless. <laughs> well, um, talking about games that we waited a long time for, uh, we can't forget, of course, the Half Life Alex uh, also came out around that yeah. time. Yeah, who knew it, it would take a pandemic to get Valve to release a fucking game? Mental. Chris yeah. still pretending that Artifact doesn't exist. Yikes! <laughs> I, I loved Artifact, one, but no one else did. That was the problem. <laughs> I know. I know. Half Life Alex is still a weird one for me because it was it was going to be the game that saved VR that made VR the thing and it just didn't. Um, <clears throat> it was a great implementation. It was a cool game and everything, but yeah, I, I was surprised. At, I, I don't know. It would it would have been nicer to to have seen that go further and yeah. more people be able to experience it. I it, it just it's emblematic of VR in, in a nutshell for me because it's like I think I got halfway through Half Life Alex and I, I, I every every month or so I'm like. I should I should play some more Half Life Alex. Not even with the intention of just finishing it, but just because like I didn't fall off the game, I fell off VR. Right, and it's kind of like there is that's, a difference. yeah, and that's just that's kind of what it is. And and, and then I think to myself, oh, I got to get back to it. Fair enough. There's easier ways of doing VR these days, but for me, with my first gen Oculus, it's like it's gonna take me like 15, 20 minutes to set up. Although because I haven't done it in such a long time. Probably gonna take me a little bit longer because I've got to update drivers and this bullshit and that. It's just like, it just can't be asked. Just open up Steam and play Risk of Rain Two in literally a minute. Why not? You know. Yeah. It's there's also I mean like ever I do think there was an element of it's a Half Life game. It's absolutely incredible. But so I played Half Life some more Half Life Alex recently, and one of the things that made me go like. I don't know if I can really be bothered to keep going away with this is, is the way that you have to play it. Like you can't, you know, it's quite slow. Like VR games have to be slow in that yeah. set because of what they are. You can't have them, like you can't play them quickly because you have to move around the environment and search for clips and physically put them in and like rack everything. So all the enemies have that weird kind of like, they have to move slow just so <laughs> that you have time to do all of that stuff, which gives a real different feel to um, first two Half-Life games. So yeah. He's hoping for a proper Half-Life 3 still. Oh, who knows? Who knows what Neon Prime is? I don't think Val even know at this point. No, 100% not. Do you, th- do you think we're going to see the, that game... Do you think that that game is going to see the light of day this year? No, I think someone rolled their desk over to the uh, the naming and trademark department, trademark Neon Prime, and then rolled their desk away. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, 
probably my game of the three years. Uh, no, easily my game of the three years. Of the um, three Controversial. Ooh. The Last of Us Part 2 came out in 2020. Wow. That, oh my, the fun that we had around that. That was a lot of fun. Well, do you remember that it was like leaked first and everyone was losing their minds because guess what? The leaks uh, said something that people didn't want to know about. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and then you have the controversy when it actually dropped because yeah. uh, people were then annoyed about the marketing stuff and what oh. they'd seen. And- oh, yeah, I'm 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 still a bit bitter about the marketing switcheroo. I still don't think it's right that they did that, but whatever, fine. I'll be in the minority there. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm no. kind of happy to focus on the game now when I reflect <laughs> on that crazy period of time because yeah, between it all, between. The marketing stuff, the the, the the spoilers that meant we were all on sort of high alert for anything, um, you know, passing our way. And, but then also just like, there were part, although it can be entertaining sometimes to kind of be impartial and have a podcast and chat about all that stuff, <laughs> some of the discussion around The Last of Us 2 did get a bit long in the tooth by the end. And I do uh, still genuinely believe that yeah, there was some sure. like, I'm not going to say which side I thought they were on or what I thought they were saying, but I, there were some pretty deluded, weird people in and amongst those <laughs> conversations and arguments that I was like, I was just reading stuff and I was like, if, if this is where your brain is at, then like, it's a reminder of just how different humans can be from one another and how little I understand what's going on inside your head, my friend. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I think a big part of that whole thing, though, was uh, people just wanted anything else to focus on. Like, so that uh, it, was, it was almost a sense of like, because it, it did, it does. Oh, I love to get deep into all that shit and read what people are saying. And at the end of the day, it is almost like none of it matters. You realize that they like, you realize that you're arguing about something which is fucking irrelevant. But <laughs> love to go back and forward. Yeah. A lot of them still do. Like, I'm pretty sure there are still, I mean, I haven't waded back in there now the show started, but Last of Us 2 sort of like forums and subreddits that are devoted to kind of anti Last of Us propaganda, anti, anti Neil Druckmann stuff. Like, the usual sort of shenanigans. Uh, wow. They rear their head every now and then. Guys, mm. who can be asked? Who oh. can be asked? One of the things that, um, uh, something that did happen that I don't think we were expecting. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, <laughs> when it comes to the internet, a, 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 a lot of people can be asked. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the Xbox buying Bethesda was one of the things which was surprising and I most hadn't, expecting so many people losing their absolute shit at the fact they were like all of the games we're not going to be able to play on playstation from this point out was uh yeah that was a big moment that was a that was an epic moment and it was three years ago and we're still seeing the rollout what's chris's chris's pulling faces i'm so confused i i went to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash last of us part two um, oh, no, if you, you want the one without the word part. Right, okay, because this one, there is stuff on The Last of Us Part 2 here, okay? Okay. But the subreddit is called Transformers Rise of the Beasts fan page. Right. <laughs> right. If you go to the one that is uh, The Last, Last of, of Us, Us 2, 2 without okay. the part, that is the one. Welcome to the most active subreddit for fans of The Last of Us. Part 2 is not canon. Uh, the top post at the moment <laughs> is is uh, from 11 hours ago, has 250 upvotes, <laughs> and it says, I really wish I could wipe this scene out of my brain, and it is a meme format where 
Keanu Reeves has been buried alive up to the neck, but his head is sticking out from the dirt, and there's a phone in front of him sticking out of the ground, so he's basically forced to watch it, and it's the Abbey sex scene. Um, so yeah, like as, as I said, there are still a surprising amount of people out there who wake up on a Monday morning and they're like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a Last of Us 2 shit post. And it's like, okay, well, it was nearly three years ago and most of the world has moved on, but however you choose to spend your time is is completely up to you. Yeah. Wow. I, that, yeah. That- <laughs> That's, that's tickling yeah. me that that's Bethesda, still like right? a thing. Yeah, right, yeah, Bethesda, hey, who knew? Bethesda, um, Bethesda, indeed. Uh, and obviously we're still talking, well, um, when's Star, when is, um, fuck, what's it called? Starfield. Starfield, I was going to call it Starfall. Yeah, Starfield, obviously. Um, you took Red, Redfall and Starfield and put them together. Smash them together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a game that's obviously was talked about at that time because one of the fears was it's not going to come out on PlayStation and had um xbox say don't worry you're still gonna get some games for a while um and it's led on to some fun in the last couple of years i mean fellas we still well, don't have a, a, a firm release date for starfield right that, that that's been the weird thing about this deal and it's like while they've got a lot of irons in the fire um and i'm sure it's going to be an exciting time for xbox fans it's like well they signed that weird deal with Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo that actually meant like the first two Bethesda games that came out <laughs> after the deal were PS5 exclusives for yeah. an entire year. Like those things are now being undone and Deathloop's on Game Pass now and obviously Hi-Fi Rush just dropped, but like the big picture of the Bethesda deal, like um you know, machine games and the future of Wolfenstein and uh, obviously the Indiana Jones game they're making, id and the future of uh, Doom and beyond obviously Bethesda Game Studios and Starfield and Elder Scrolls and uh, Redfall and and anything else, Arcane, like, like most of that stuff just hasn't it's... hasn't been able to make an impact yet. We haven't had that, oh shit, like PlayStation fans are, are in the mud moment yet. But I think we, we will in 2023 if Starfield is good. <sighs> yes, no, I think it, it's, definitely a, it's definitely coming. Is, this, yeah, is it? That, that is it, Jonesy? It is, of course it is. There's gonna be a there's gonna be like James said, there's gonna be a moment when people say like, Oh no, now this is hit. This we're this is shit. We wanna play this game, we can't. Okay, real talk. Do we think that there is a possibility that Starfield just doesn't come out this year? I think there's it always a be, possibility. It would be mental. I that's yeah, I agree. I think it would be mental and for that reason I think it will come out this year. Um but there's always a possibility. Like, uh and PlayStation fans will be in denial. Like, I, I was, so, again, just talking about weird, deluded people. I was on Twitter the other day, and I was like, what are they referring to there? And I realized that um, some PlayStation fans have started calling Hi-Fi Rush lo-fi cringe, which is just like the weird coping mechanisms that people fall back on to like convince themselves that they're not upset that they can't play a video game. I think we'll see. Like, I guarantee you at one point in 2023, the term star fail will um <laughs> will start failed will 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 trend on twitter and it will yeah. be playstation playstation fans screenshotting like a 6 out of 10 review and being like oh no no it's like oh, all right cool enjoy whatever makes yeah. you sleep helps you sleep at night you've definitely called it star failed will star be, failed will be uh, out there for sure it will um <laughs> uh, something that we loved 
launched in 2020 and we couldn't get enough of talking about at the time uh, was, of course, Marvel's Avengers um, came out. <laughs> the most covered was, game on the Super Show. What an epic, fantastic release and launch of a wonderful game that will be coming to an end later this year in September. Because um, they've announced it's going to die. So three years. A lot longer than I would have okay. pegged it for, so fair play. Wow, well, Chris and pegging, who would have thought? There you go. Yeah, didn't we actually have a conversation at one point about when it was going to die by the end of like 2021 or something? It was we, like, well, we had it, said it did so badly, didn't it? Yeah, we had said that. Well, I had said I was a big champion of this and clearly I was wrong. So apologies. But I had said that as soon as they had concluded their Spider-Man uh, PlayStation exclusive deal, that there was no point for them to carry on. I mean, I stand by that I was right, but... You know, the game's still going. They had loads of, um, they did have loads of delays as well, didn't they, with like releasing characters and things. You had the whole Hawkeye thing was supposed to, re- and, and Black Panther stuff was supposed to release much earlier and it all got published. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That game. Man. Maybe the irony of that game is that it would have been cancelled much, much earlier, but because of delays, it's like they've dragged it, <laughs> kicking and screaming into 2023. Um, yeah. yeah, it is kind of crazy, man. But like that game. Do you see that there was a an art, there's been a bunch of articles saying that the creative director has come out apologizing for the game, but now it turns out that actually that was just bad reporting because it wasn't the creative director at um, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, it was some some uh, from like Virtuos or something. Virtuos, like that, right? yeah, one of, the, one of the support studios. Yeah, and like uh, classic like journalism one hundred and one where like a bunch of people were decided us ah, that the, that person probably did their research so I don't need to <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fucking sheep you know who else is sheep it was fellas um, everyone who bought a PS five but good sheep sometimes not bad thing I went to game to pick wine up with my mask on standing in a queue um yeah I don't mind being a sheep for the PS five hell yeah yeah. I didn't. Um, I didn't go to a, the shop. I had mine delivered, and when the man was at my door giving it to me, and I was signing for it, he looked at me afterwards and went, "Is that a PS5?" In kind of a cheeky way, and I momentarily thought, "Should I lie in case he's planning on breaking into my property at a later <laughs> date?" Um, um, but I didn't lie. I was just like, "Yeah." Oh man. Um, and you know what? I will say, as someone who has played um, Astro's Playroom in the last forty-eight hours. What a fun console launch that was and how cool mm. it was to get hands on the dual sense for the first time, play through Astros, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Do you remember when all the fucking journalists were saying how wild the controller was? Wild. Yeah, it was like the wild, word of the yes. year. It's like, oh, it wasn't even the word of the year. It was like, oh, okay, clearly you're, the, the marketing spin is happening here wild. and they're paying you to say how wild this fucking experience is. Because I can tell you something, fellas. As cool as, as the dual sense is, it's not fucking wild. No, it's not it, wild. the first no. time you pull an adaptive trigger, Chris, it's a little bit wild. A it's very little cool. bit. I don't think I'd call it it's, wild. it's a little bit mild, wild. All right, it's not like wild, wild, <laughs> mild, wild. Um, we have to give a shout out as well to probably one of the biggest arguments slash ongoing disagreements that we had at the time which was the um, does the PlayStation. Uh, for controller work on the PlayStation 5. Um, and I will remind you that I had one of the most bizarre occurrences because after we'd had that discussion, I literally heard a woman ask the man in game that very question. Uh, and 
Yeah, and I didn't weigh in, and maybe I should have done. Oh, that's still probably better that you probably better that you didn't, Jonesy, because you were flat out wrong. So there you go. No, no, the, her question to him was so she she said to the guy, he's already got PlayStation Four controllers. Will they work? And I and or do I need to buy another? I think she said, or do I need to buy another one? And I think the guy said, oh no, yeah, they'll work. I think I'm pretty sure he said, oh yeah, no, they'll work fine. And I was like. I, they, but they, they're not gonna on the PlayStation Five games, and I was like, should I say? And I thought they're not asking me, man. It's COVID. Everyone's wearing masks. <laughs> they're really gonna appreciate me, um, sort of like getting involved. I was like, and that, I, yeah, that was, I think that that's the, the best thing that's things. come out of COVID is the fact that people have just kind of like minding their own business a little bit more because mm. it's almost like oh, I don't want, I don't want to speak to other people. Fuck this. Yeah. I should I let you in on a little secret as well. Mm. I I asked Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, man. For anyone who who wonders what the last two weeks has been like without a podcast, it's just Jonesy discovering Chat GPT six months after everyone else. <laughs> you can fill in the blanks yourself. Uh I asked Chat GPT, does the PlayStation 4 controller work? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh my god. You're in too deep, Jonesy. What did it say? And then I think I think I it said it, 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 it gave said, the correct answer. Yeah, it, it said to quote a popular gaming podcast, The Super Show, by one Alex Jones, it does not work. <laughs> no, no, it, it gave a fully fledged answer. It said it will work on the PlayStation Four games. It won't work on PlayStation Five games. Um, blah blah. That's blah, not blah. the so question you asked it though. Yeah, no, I said, will it, I said, will it if work? I, if, you ha- if you had to choose which of the following chat, statements... So chat, chat, chat GPT gives you a whole... It never gives you, like, a quick answer. It gives you a whole breakdown, yeah, like, longest yeah. answer. So then, so it gave me the whole answer. Um, it said, it will work on these, won't work on that. So then I said to it, if you had to answer yes or no, would, does it work? And it, it said yes. Yeah, I agree. There we go. And then I said, can you can explain your answer? And then it said, I think if you were forced good. if you were forced to make a statement which if forced to choose between one of two statements PlayStation 4 controllers work on the PlayStation 5 PlayStation 4 controllers don't work on the PlayStation 5 in my opinion it's very obvious which of those two is more which of those which of those is more accurate than the other if you had to I'll, choose I'll, one I'll, ha- I'll 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 have to paste it into ChatGPT and see what it says um, you just told me what it said. <laughs> uh, no, so then, I, so I said, I think what? So I said, do, if you had to say yes or no, and then I said, can you explain your answer? Yeah, but no, but I, I, I just said, I just said the basically the equivalent no, of the yes or no, no question. I don't need no, the expansion. Fellas, was, we're, slip, we're slipping back into. You know, it Chris now. is right. Chris is right. Chris is right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like Jamie's it's literally trying to unfolding the argument. I'm just, I was just trying to tell you. I, what, no, I, I apologize. I apologize. You know what? This is kind Fuck of some. GPT. This is like, you know, all this AI stuff. It's like some kind of a cyberpunk esque dystopia that we're living in. Because I, 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 I also asked it about Last of Us Part Two about the conversation we had the other day because I was interested. And I, I asked it about that as well. Jo- fucking jo- going to an AI for validation when all of your friends disagree with you on something is the most Alex Jones maneuver I've ever had in my life. Dear ChatGPT, all of my friends say I'm wrong on this, so I'm going to keep rewording my question and asking, are you sure about that until you agree with me? <laughs> then I feel good the, about my sad little life. It's the exact opposite. Is How do you ask something in the way that you remove any bias from what you're saying to get... It's not even a correct answer, though. It's obviously it's an ai derived No, because that, that's the thing. In every single one of those things, you've gone knowing what answer you want it to get, and you've waited till you've got that answer. Anyway. I never do that. 
Nah. I literally never do that. Let's yeah, oh, move, move on. Well, yeah, for, for the listenership, I, I did try and segue us into cyberpunk. Jonesy completely blindsided us. So, no, it's, it's, I, I, I remember when Jonesy was hosting love, this podcast. I love chat GPT. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot of fun to uh, ask it questions and see what it says. Um, but it's often wrong as well, so there you go. Uh, yeah, not long after the PS5 launch, of course, there was the... Um, Probably the biggest event of the last three years, I'm going to say. I'm just trying to think of any of these other things we're going to watch. Uh, Probably, I don't think anything's bigger, really. Yeah. Um, I, I, the yeah. launch of this video game. Yes. I'd I just, the yeah, no, I, I, I think disagree. it's the biggest thing. Like, in, by, by what metric? Like, uh, in, in sense of, like, uh, how, uh, I suppose, in the, the conversations around it, the controversy, like, how it sort of spiraled hmm. out of control. I don't, I don't know, because we, we've spoken about two massive games, like Animal Crossing and Last of Us Part Two that were in conversations for different reasons that were probably just as big. But I think if you had to go in terms of hype, yeah, maybe Cyberpunk was the winner I think there. I think Cyberpunk would be bigger from in the sense of not just hype, but also in, like, how pervasive it was and how far, how long it lasted and how, like, because it's still going on now. Yeah. To some degree. To a certain extent, yeah. Like, I, I, that's what I mean by how big I think, you know, I, you, could, you could definitely argue that some of the other things have had more impact and led to more. Yeah. I, I think you'd definitely say in the industry going forward, you'd, you'd more likely say doing a cyberpunk than doing a Last of Us Part Two or doing a Animal yes. Crossing. So, yeah, you know. probably. Yeah, like that 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 pre-order followed by like the the reviews that it got, followed by the backlash to the reviews. Remember even I mean, the, even the delays, Jonesy, the, the classic yellow screen, like ah, right, yeah, it course, became such man, a fucking yeah. thing, didn't it? Yeah. Zeitgeist. Like, all of that that was like just Yeah, it was just it was a weird thing. And then as soon as it actually dropped and we started getting all those it was always John for me, it was the T pose. If you had to give me a standout image of the whole thing. It would be just see a cyberpunk. I have never, even to this day, seen, I mean, other than compilations on YouTube, but like actual, my actual experience of cyberpunk, I've never seen a single T-pose. Huh. I've seen one. I, think. I can't remember how many I saw. Maybe more than one, maybe like three or something. I can't remember. It was, it was a, it was a low number to be fair. It's um, a good game. Yeah, no, that takes us into like, so then about sort of 2021, as we got into 2021, we started talking about um, uh, VR, did it again. That sort of became an, a thing, didn't it? I mean, there's, there's, even now VR is kind of becoming a thing with PSVR too, but I, I don't know, man. Like I just think VR is VR, just whatever it's going to be in, that, in its own little sad boy corner for the rest of its life. And that's fine. I thought it was done. I thought it was kind of dead, to be honest. Nah. After, um, it, cause, after cause, Half-Life Alex didn't resurrect it, I'm surprised that it became... The thing is, it'll always be a novelty. Always. And it, it'll... Because there is a certain wow factor to VR. Just like there's a certain wow factor to 3D, right? Like 3D movies, stereoscopic 3D, etc. There is always a certain wow factor, but it can never elevate itself beyond just a gimmick, in my opinion. Yeah. Fair. I think um, the 2021, the things that sort of really made everyone sit up and take notice, though, were things like, so we had the Activision Blizzard, absolute, I don't even know the, a good word for it. It's just imploding, mate. Like, like just all, abs- all yeah. the shit that was coming out of everything. There was Bobby Kotick, all the, yeah, the, shit store. the Bill Cosby room stuff, like just mm. madness, absolute madness. Just stop touching people. Simple. 
Doesn't seem that hard when you put it that way. Yeah, just pause. Just stop. Doesn't seem. <laughs> yeah, seems actually, easy. Yeah. yeah. Don't put your fingers inside. Just don't. All around the outside uh, sometimes. Even that's yeah. sometimes too close. True. And even even if you're anywhere near them, it can be too close. It depends on the situation. <laughs> yeah, don't put your fingers near people. <laughs> um, but do put your fingers near a Switch Pro if you can get hold of one. But they don't exist because they never came out. Oh, God, yeah. Though, um, there was, was that it? whole who, thing. Who was the guy? Oh, dude, no, Bloomberg. it was like, yeah, Bloomberg and then like all other fucking... Um, uh, media outlets like gaming media outlets were like yep switch pro is real we know it's real multiple confirmed sources and i think that's probably where we started properly coining the term like confirmed rumors right yeah it was, the, well it was the journo that said i've spoken to my sources i know it's real don't test me and then it was like oh this it is was it. like it was the bloomberg guy who's not jason schreier um yes he's i think he's a, i think he uh, I, I couldn't tell you his name, um, but he, yeah, he was like, like the kind of like more the tech and hardware kind of correspondent for them. And there was all kinds of things about components and production and uh, dev kits being in the hands of certain developers. And then was it Zynga who were like, um, yeah, we've been accused of having a Nintendo Switch Pro dev kit and we don't. Um, right. and, then, and then he came back like, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I, I had it on good authority. <laughs> You're lying. But then, do you reckon that, looking back now, do you think it was just like OLED stuff that got misinterpreted? I don't know, no, not a Not a fucking chance. I think that the OLED seems like such a weird, like, like slight improvement over what the Switch is. And I think you look at the timing now where, like, there are, th- there are already games on the Nintendo Switch that make that piece of hardware seem really fucking ropey. And we're about to, and we're, like, we're rolling into what is now a big 2023 for them. And I have like genuine concerns over uh, the Nintendo Switch not being a great place to play uh, Tears of the Kingdom, right? Um, I mean, look, yeah. look, 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 look what just happened with fucking Pokemon. Like, and yes, there were lots right. of like reasons where you, that you could blame um, whether it's you know Pokemon on the licensing side or Game Freak on the development side, but like there are atrocities happening on that console right now, and. I don't think that what happened to Pokemon was the Nintendo Switch's fault, but I don't think it helped either. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm just I want to move on. Like I want the I want games like to, I want the kind of games that are in development and the games that are going to be coming out soon, like Bayonetta three. Like that is a game I look at and say like, why the fuck is this on the Switch? Like why are you making us do this? Put it on anything else. <laughs> Put it on the fucking PS4. It would look and run better. Like, can yeah. we please move on? And that's why this bums me out. Someone told me that the other day that they're gonna they're waiting for um, Hogwarts Legacy to come out on the Switch, and I just thought, like, oh, oh god, heaven god. help them. What is that gonna play like? But yeah, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but to, to be fair though, I think NFTs can make anything better, right? That's what hundred percent, hundred percent. Where it was at. This is where yeah, we uh, announce our uh, launch and our minting of the Super Show NFTs. Yep. <laughs> and I, uh, this oh, one, I got right back into uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I got my one of one Ubisoft Quartz uh, helmet. Uh, no one can ever take it away from me. Fucking Partially like because I, no one, I, I can't completely... find a single buyer at 0.0001 cents. <laughs> um, but if anyone I is completely interested. I forgot you know, about that, actually. You know, like the, the whole Ubisoft quartz thing Chris, it's called the, it's called the number engraved on the side of the helmet so it's you can tell it's mine Limited why did they do it Chris? on a game that was like two years old 
Because it's fucking it's fucking Eve, man. Like, why do they do anything? Uh, I think they probably thought they could resurrect it. They probably thought rather than on a new game, the thing to do is put it on an older game and it would give it some new life. But the problem was NFTs were so shit and people realized it so quickly that it was like, no, this is all going to die. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we moved past that phase where the top response on Twitter to every single game announcement is, will this have NFTs? Yeah. (laughs) And And then the first response back to that was like, don't worry, there won't be NFTs. It's yeah, unless you're fucking Square well, Enix, and then the president's like, yep, we love NFTs. They're coming. Mm-hmm. It's like, great, thanks. Yeah. Just ruin it for everyone, why don't yeah. you? That's oh, what Forspoken was missing. It needed <laughs> NFTs. I'm sorry, I'm so doubling down on my thing that Forspoken is added. Poor Forspoken. If, if Legacy hadn't come out just after it, I think it would have done better, but you know, whatever. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> the Steam Pal. The Steam Pal guy. The Steam Pal. You know what? Honestly, if we hadn't done a little bit of like research before this podcast started, I might not have remembered what the Steam Pal was. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about um, about that until we sort of said about it. How do we? What's how well has the Steam Deck done in launch? Oh yeah, it did, it's I mean, did well. It, I think it was like uh, all of their initial lot was reserved, taken up. Um, mm. it, I typed part, in Steam Deck sales, and the first the first uh, result I've got is the Steam Deck is not a flop. Yeah. If you go to buy one now, it is still uh, one to two week waiting time. So they're not. It doesn't sound like they're sitting on stock, but yeah. there was a point where that was even obviously even longer. Um, yeah, but there, there were, I guess, like supply shortages, shortages, etc. Yeah, but no, sure. it's 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 done well, man. Like I think it's it's that heady mix of like. Good hardware, good in, good um, software integration, and like an unbeatable price. Like there are there are companies that do handhelds, like um, better, more powerful, bigger, higher resolution screens, etc. It's my um, favorite Daft Punk song. There you go. Yeah, but um, but they're way more expensive, way more expensive. And Valve seem to kind of like have this particular part of the market cornered. Um, Jeremy, you never got one, right? Like you had signed I never up. got one, no. So I, yeah, I put down the deposit on the uh, for a pre-order and didn't have the money, and then I kind of thought, like, I, I think I'd go so far as to say that if I hadn't been wiped out by taxes uh, last month, I would have bought one um, in the last month or two. Like, because I had, I had the money set aside, um, yeah. but um, my tax bills were... Uh, I'm still paying some of them, so <laughs> uh, that tells you all you need to know. Um, Fair enough. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, but you know what? We'll see. But uh, like Q2 bonuses and all that kind of jazz. Never say never. I'd still like one. Um, if I just kind of want to make my switch redundant, and I want to, um, I want to have an on-the-go emulator. Those are the two boxes I want to tick at the moment. Yeah. It's it's a trick. I, I wonder if on the in the when it all sort of folds out, if the Steam Deck's going to sort of be a not like I don't. It's obviously it's not going to be like a raging success. It's definitely not going to be a failure, but it's going to be one of those interesting sort of like it's good if you've got one, but if you don't have one, you know, it's not the end of the world kind of thing. It's yeah, be a, a de- yeah, decent footnote in gaming history on the way to having yeah. You know, I I, I think PC in your hands. I think what's really going to be telling is when when they announce the Steam Deck two. So how long between the first iteration 
and the second iteration, how long is that gap going to be? Like, are they going to lose all momentum and quote unquote steam for lack of a better word? <laughs> uh, hey. <clears throat> but then also if they release it too soon, you're not necessarily going to have people rushing out to replace their original steam deck. If it's still optimized well enough to play games at a decent frame rate. Yeah. You know, like I, I think there's there's a fine balancing act between the Steam One and the potential Steam Two that needs to be done. Yeah, I think you should especially end up in this situation to kind of like to jump on what you were just saying, Chris, where people who own a Steam Deck now, like they might have some hopes um, around like what they can play and what they can manage in terms of new releases, but you can't have any major expectations that you're going to be able to run a hot new release particularly well at a you know particularly high resolution or frame rate, and so. If the current owners of the Steam Deck like kind of get used to this being a console or a platform where you can play older games and go through your Steam library and emulate titles and so on and so forth, and that doesn't necessarily jump with the Steam Deck 2, and it's still primarily a console yeah. where it's like, you're going to buy this, but you're mostly going to play games that came out before the year 2018, then like, yeah, what's your USP? Yeah. Like, if the library is still largely I the think same. there's only two things that could potentially do it is... Uh, obviously a better screen with a better refresh rate yeah, and yeah. a longer battery. Like if you are someone who has a Steam Deck and does those activities on them, that kind of thing starts to be really um, like attractive, you know? But if you are not trying to capture your initial um, Steam Deck audience, then it needs to be all those things and a whole bunch more powerful while still maintaining a low price point. Like it's it's tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one for me though because I'm almost I, I think the Steam Deck's done all right, but I think a Steam Deck Two does worse, like by a decent percentage, purely because not only have they like as we've said they're they're going to have the issue that are they still are you still going to be running older games, but in the meantime you've got phone techs getting better and it's more like mainstream sort of gaming on phones is possible. Like, do you start to get a situation where you're like, why the hell am I going to buy a handheld when I've got a perfectly good handheld. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it's, it's, especially, I, think, I think it's a weird crossover. Especially with your um, your utopia, Jonesy, with cloud gaming anywhere on the go. Like we look at uh, xCloud and... It's I mean, coming. It's coming. I mean, it's yeah. You could play it on your phone right now if you wanted to, you know. Yeah, it's not very good though. <laughs> it, needs to, it needs to come better than this. It, it, honestly, from all reports I've been seeing, it's fine. No, no, it, 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 and it will be the future, but I, you know, I don't know when now. I've, over the years, I've speculated, and it, so they're always wrong. So let's, uh, I don't know when, let's say an, un, an unknown date in the future. Sorry, Jonesy, um, listen, we're in the year of our Lord, 2023. God of War Ragnarok is going to release soon, okay? <laughs> Yay. Um, so the end of 2021, I think one of the two sort of things that um, really stood out for us were probably uh, bat- the fun with Battlefield. Was it 2042? <laughs> it's 2042, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the absolute shit show that was Halo. Um, I mean, I, I don't know why you um keeping the word absolute shit show only for Halo when Battlefield was also an absolute shit show. In fact, I would say Halo but- had a better start than Battlefield for sure. Yeah, Halo was exciting. Do you remember when like the multiplayer launched early and it was kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, we're playing Halo again. And then it just slowly, you know, turned into this weird growing snowball of 
bullshit. <laughs> I think I think for me it was because it was the thing about like I was not expecting them to um bump it that much of the reaction that it had. It had such a bad reaction. That was surprising to me. I thought Halo was one of those games that could do no wrong and no matter what happened, no matter how it came out, people would love the crap out of it. Um, uh, not, I, not, I played not, it. not 343 Halo. <laughs> yeah. I just, when it did come out, I played it and I was enjoying it and then I had a game-breaking bug because it just doesn't, doesn't, didn't work with my... Um, I don't even know. It was some weird system thing with regards uh-huh. to like trying to play it on Game Pass and stuff and I could never carry on playing it so I could never even get into it. But... Um, yeah, it's a kind of unfortunate, really. I've, it's one of those where I always hope that a, um, a console exclusive, you know, like the Xbox goes hand in hand with Halo, right? I would never wish bad things for Xbox players, and I've always loved for them to have a really good Halo installment. The fact that they didn't seem to happen with that makes yeah. me a little bit sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 2022. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I'll roll it out to you guys. What are the what are the main standout points for you on 2020? What, what do you want to shout out? I, I mean, the, the biggest one for me, because it's the gift that keeps on giving, is Elden Ring. Um, the, you know, the, the goat. There we go. We, we don't have to go into it. We, we've kind of said it. It's new enough that we don't need to kind of tread that ground anymore. But I think I'd, I'd like to give a big shout out to the Xbox Activision Blizzard acquisition, purely because I called it. and. Uh, I'm a, geni- I'm a genius. Uh, so, and- d- do we get to remove your um, your your genius uh, like ranking if the deal doesn't go through? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, I don't think. I think I was Chris is Chris is bizarre. He gets a lot of things right. To be fair, and if you go back over old podcasts and just see where he's met, he's usually sitting there quiet, and then he just goes, "Hey guys, I think uh, this might happen." <laughs> and then yeah, and then we move on, and then it's like months later. He's like, "I think I said that," and someone says, like, yeah, "Oh man. shit, he did." Because I mean, now, Chris, I'm clued in. Do the thing. This is the moment. This is like the meme where everyone turns around and looks at Bart in the classroom and says, "Do it, but say it, Bart. Say the say the thing." Fucking hell! I don't. I don't even know, fellas. Um... Will GTA Six be formally revealed this year? No. Oh, oh, Chris! You just made a lot of people very upset, my friend. <laughs> and because no, and Chris has said it, we know it's true. Yeah, there we go. No, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, it's gospel. That, that's a really hard one for me. I think. Um, I, you know what the thing with with Xbox is like, I, I, it's almost like you piece a couple of things together and then you add in your own like spice of um, speculation, right? So there were loads of rumors saying that like Xbox is looking to take the fight to Sony, but how can it do it? Because, you know, yes, it's got Games Pass, Games Pass is doing well, but it's not really going up to what Sony's kind of doing with their first party stuff. So then the the stories going around was like, oh, well, maybe maybe Xbox could buy a first party developer, right? And then I think at the time, a lot of rumors were flying around with EA, and then those simmered down. But it, something about that just kind of stuck with me. And it just kind of like the more we were getting to it, I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I said, it's going to be something big. And to be fair, um, when I said it, it wasn't the Activision part of it. I thought that with all the troubles that Activision Blizzard were going through, that um, Xbox would swoop in and take Blizzard away from Activision. Right. But fair enough, they got them. They got the whole fucking shebang. 
and Bobby Kotick. So, you know. <laughs> and this, yeah. this is obviously the, the, the big, one of the big sort of silly arguments I think that came out was Sony, or some people at Sony had said that it's not fair that um, Xbox are trying to buy Activision Blizzard because if they do, that means that they could potentially make COD uh, platform exclusive. And that's not fair because COD is its own genre. Yeah, which is yeah. insane. Which was and the then, dumbest thing I think that came out of that. And then in response, Sony went and bought Bungie because, you know, now they've got <laughs> yeah. Destiny. And it's like, okay. But then also, like, all, all the stuff that's kind of surrounded that on whether this deal comes through or not, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Xbox have said that Sony could have COD for the next three years. And it's like, oh, actually, they can have it for the next six years. Oh, well, now we're trying to, we, we keep on calling Sony, but they're not re- returning our calls. And who knows yeah. what the fuck's happening I think with this Sony shit, don't want to like, cut a deal. They want it to go away. Oh, 100%. It was, it was all, yeah. It's also interesting that as part of the whole the UK CMA stuff that we now know that there are at least two other third parties that are also um, behind the scenes trying to make sure this doesn't happen. We don't know who they are, but that yeah. is also interesting to note. Yeah. It's also a group of gamers, isn't it? Like a group of gamers are suing uh, whoever it was. But yeah, like it's it's mad. Like it's 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 messy, but then uh, you know, and maybe in some respects, like a fifty billion dollar acquisition should be messy. Like yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it the shouldn't, way it's meant it to shouldn't work. be easy. Yeah, yeah but what, exactly. what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's going to go through? I think it will go through in one one shape or form. Like I don't know how dramatic the sort of like the they get the uh, dramatic action they're going to have to take to make it happen. Like could talk of them sort of like divulging. Call of Duty and making that sort of a separate entity that isn't included seems a bit dramatic, but I think Xbox will largely go as far as they need to go to make this happen because I think for as much as everyone else seems to be focused on Call of Duty and competition and stuff like that, I do kind of genuinely believe Phil Spencer and Xbox when they look at the wider sort of like benefits of acquiring not just Activision but Blizzard and of course the, the you know the big part of this that's so rarely mentioned in conversations like these, King, King which is yeah. just like yeah like massive re- revenue generator and a massive side of the market that Microsoft don't have a presence in. And I, I don't think it's a smokescreen when Phil, Sprint's, Phil Spencer brings up King every single opportunity he can. I think they genuinely care about that part of the acquisition. And so they'll make it happen. Um, it's, funny, easy, it's, probably the, yeah. it's probably the main part for them. Like we're all talking about Activision and Blizzard and they're, they're like, they're like, talk about what shit you want. We, that's not weird. <laughs> yeah. We care about Keep, we care keep about your Call of Duty. Like we want Candy Crush, actually, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you you can keep your like your few billions for that crap. We want our tens of billions over here. Yeah. That we can get from the mums playing Candy Crush. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. uh, we have to mention, of course, twenty twenty two Stadia. Poor little Stadia is uh, is dead. Gone too soon. Yeah, I never um, even played I, it. <laughs> I, I, know, I think did, did I play it? I think I did play it once and was like, oh, that's interesting, and never played it ever again. Like okay, it's just like I remember when it first came out. The the, Jamie, you saying like, "Is this it? Is this the cloud gaming you thought? Is this the answer to cloud gaming?" You said, "I was like, I don't know. It's not because they're just they're making you pay from like shitload for games that might just and has now happened. Yeah, you you don't own those games anymore. They've gone. I think we even had that conversation, didn't we? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, we did. Stadia goes away. We definitely lose those games. Uh, And we had that on on the all time gaming super show podcast um yeah it, it is kind of crazy though that like the idea and the tech was there maybe not like as pristine as people would have liked it to but it was there and it worked but it's just the the model that they chose to roll it out was 
kill like killed them from day one. Yeah, I, I guess they, that's the fascinating. Sorry, Chris, go for it. I was going to say if they if they done like a Netflix style subscription service, fucking we'd all be on fucking Stadia right now. I bet you. I was going to say like that's the interesting thought experiment with Stadia of like. Was it the wrong place at the wrong time, or was it just the wrong th- like process? And like, is there a version of Stadia that came out when it did, with the features it did, and the controller it did, had, and the infrastructure it had, but with a different strategy, and it worked? And it's like that's one of those fucking butterfly effects, like <laughs> kind of thing. Well, that's like, oh, get it, get Kutcher on the Stadia. Boat. Do you know what? That that would actually be an interesting. Um, just to completely rip off another idea, there's uh, there's been. Uh, a bit of infighting in certain um, football content creator circles over the past month or so because a a football content creator launched a new Spotify-exclusive podcast that had a very similar um, concept to a a pre-existing footballing podcast. But it was essentially, it was like a what-if for football. Um, And, like, could you get these famous stories like, oh, turns out Zinedine Zidane nearly signed for Blackburn Rovers back in the day before he was Zinedine Zidane. And so one of the... And so you end up in, like, a thing of, like, what if Zidane had signed for Blackburn and you have a podcast, like, exploring that version of the multiverse? So what about, like, a video game version of, like, the multiverse? Like, (laughs) what if Stadia had become successful? And you have to kind of have a two-hour-long conversation where you explore, like, the multiversal threads that could have, like, could have... We would have you gone know what, down. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like prime candidate for a um a Patreon exclusive podcast series that we say we're gonna do, only release one episode and then never yeah, go back to it ever again. Like, <laughs> like you could do like what if Rockstar had cancelled GTA three? Like what would have become the de facto open world game? What it would yeah. have been the blank clone. Like can you even obviously there's an element here where you're talking about like in football, those clubs continue to exist, those players continue to exist, and you yeah. fill the gaps. With art, it's like something else would have come along that never even existed, so it's it's kind of a much harder prospect for a podcast, but it's an interesting thought experiment. Mm. Oh, and you, you get that thing as well, of it. you you can't even imagine the games that wouldn't have existed because they were inspired by that. Right, exactly. Whereas, uh, like, yeah. you know, footballers aren't necessarily inspired by the... Like, parents aren't inspired by Maradona and then fucking have a talented baby, like... <laughs> Uh, players exist because they exist. Do they not, Jamie? Because I think well, I know some people. My dad, my dad way. said that he had you know the hand of God on his mind when he went to, when I was being. Wow. Um, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I've got a hypothetical for you guys. Then, okay, in this uh, uh, multiverse uh, podcasting question, what would happen if the God of War reboot wasn't Norse mythology and did go to the? Um, the initial mm. idea of Egypt. Oh. I think Kratos, it would have been very... Kratos versus been, Anubis? Yeah, I think it would have been really cool. And I think more of those, like, Ra-style gods would have been, like, more household names than than, than they certainly are now. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think it would have been nowhere near as popular as it was. I think part, think of, the problem, so? part of... Yeah, purely because I think the, the Greek gods are much more... Um, available to most people. Norse, sorry. Norse gods are much more available to people in the sense of like, you know. And that's why they didn't put any of them in the game. In the first game, yeah. <laughs> like who? No, they're in the... Who they're, the, in the they're in the... Um, uh, uh, all, your, all the stars are here. Balder and... Uh, <laughs> no, but they're in the... They're in the... the what do you call it? The, 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 I don't know. The, they're in the first and second game. They're in the 
saga. They're uh, in the we saga. all knew they were going to be in the saga. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah. the, that was the temptation for the second one. I, I kind of think that if you get to the end of the God of War game and it's set in Egypt, and then they say it's, I don't even know, who's the equivalent of like Odin in Egyptian God? <laughs> God, I just think I it's know. not as exciting. I don't know. Maybe Matt Hell. Is, is it Ra? I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Osiris. This is what I'm saying. Oh, Osiris, Isis, Horus, Seth, yeah, Nubis. It would have been. It still would have been cool. Like it. It still would have been a, a cool game. Obviously. Hey, man, I tell you, the next one is going to be um, uh, Kratos fighting Jesus, and then God, God, the big guy. Surely that's where it ends. Oh, that that would actually be interesting. Like Kratos versus Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a game they imagine they actually but, made God of War could that really where, work where God, though because Christianity is just a bunch of like old, old men in beards yeah with yeah. walking sticks I, that's how I always see like Christianity I, I, except, I, I will also point Jesus. out that like the, the, the last the final bosses of like some of the most recent and epic God of War games have been old men with beards <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right yeah you're right <laughs> It also just helps that they are old men with grey beards who are extraordinarily powerful. Yeah. Oh, you've, you've now made me want a fighting game where it's like all the different gods fighting each other. Like by the, you can be... By the way, the uh, Egyptian king of gods is... Uh, I'm going to say it wrong, but Amon? Oh, okay. Oh, hey, um, I want you... I've heard of him. I want you back... Uh, like, uh, a- yeah, no, no, yeah no, 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 no. Yeah, no. F you yeah. right back. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out that, that she... Didn't even know him. It's just some random woman. Anyway. <laughs> Do you remember that whole pop, pop saga? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The good old days day. back in... When was that? Like early 20s? Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. I know what I'm listening to after this podcast. Amon. <laughs> Fuck it. Brackets. I don't want you back. 2000 2004. Okay. Wow. I love it when they come out of a, a silly little like... That's almost 20 years old. 19 years well. old. Wow. Yeah. That that Scary. that song yeah. that song can go out and fuck now. I mean, yeah, wow. could have a number of years ago anyway. But there you go. True, especially um, in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I yeah. just saw, no. I saw a headline earlier because Japan are trying to get the um, age of consent changed legally because they finally they, are. they finally realised like uh, this probably is too low. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're making it lower. No, they're raising. Jesus Christ, they're raising it. <laughs> uh, what is it? Thirteen. It's thirteen what? in Japan. No, it isn't. I swear that that's what the headline I saw was. Uh, I'm not even going to search that, that fellas. Not, so, uh, that can't it. be true. I mean, I'll look. Uh, yeah, BBC. Uh, a BBC article from seven hours ago. Japan aims to raise the age of consent from thirteen to sixteen in sex crime overhaul. Ah, is that, is that one of the ones though? Because I'm sure I heard. I'm sure there's a country where it's like it's 12, but it, that means that if you're 12 and they're and they're 14, if she's 12 and he's 14, then it's okay. If, if he was 15, it wouldn't. There's like a weird two year thing. All that all this says is that um, currently Japan is the lowest age of consent in developed countries and the lowest in the G7 group. Germany and Italy is 14. Greece and France it's 15. UK and many US states at 16. The current law in Japan means victims of rape need to prove that there was violence and intimidation used during Jesus. the rape and that it was impossible to resist to secure a conviction. So they're basically overhauling their um, sex crime uh, laws to um, make it harder to get away with rape, which is a good wow. thing. And uh, it's a, 
Yeah, cool. Okay. I, I, th- I thought Vatican City was the actual youngest, but Vatican City is 14 for girls and 16 for boys, but as long as they're married. Yeah, because well, it's, it's 14 in, in Italy as well. So that would make sense. They would right. just uh, sit with that. But yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. This is hot. This makes for horrible reading. A man was wow. found not guilty of raping a woman who had passed out from drinking because he quote misunderstood that she consented to having sex. Wow, cool. not guilty. Yeah, let's let's go back to games. Let's move away from Japan. Age of consent. <sighs> yeah. Um, do you know what I'm looking forward to doing? Uh, playing GTA Six and fucking and killing hookers. Um, Thank you for getting us back on track. There you go. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Uh, but apparently it won't be this year because uh, Chris has already said that we won't yeah. see it. Uh, well, I, fellas, I don't know. Like, what, what's your guts telling you with GTA? I, th- like, I would say, yeah, I would say we're going to see something this year we're gonna, and it's going to come out next year, but, uh, but I, maybe I th- that is punchy. I, do, I, think, I think the punchy part is them saying it's going to come out next year and it coming out next year. I think it's going to be two years from announced to release because I think yeah, they're right. going to miss release dates. I think it is... I'm I'm leaning towards yes they will like show us a logo like there'll be a rock star like there'll be a Twitter social media thing and like it'll be like GTA six and like maybe we get like the teasiest of teaser trailers this year. Um, I can't. This is ridiculous. I I didn't realize it was this long. Twenty thirteen was Grand Theft Auto five. Yeah. Ten years. Ten, ten years in September. Yeah. Which that I remember sitting in the office that where we all used to work seeing the release trailer for GTA 5 and being all excited that GTA 5 was coming mm-hmm. out. So this and that is like what 11 years ago. It's that it's also weird that weird that like Red Dead Redemption splits that perfectly in the middle. Yeah. Like it's the exact same amount of time from now to Red Dead and Red Dead to GTA. Like that blows my mind for some reason. Man, that's a long fucking time to wait for um yeah, to wait for a game, to wait for a sequel. But I suppose if you want to make a good game, you got to wait a long time. <laughs> They're um, gonna they're gonna announce it next year and then they're gonna say they're gonna shadow drop it at the same time. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Can you honestly? That would be that would be the biggest fucking flex in gaming history. I reckon if they did that. Yeah. So every every server known to man would crash. Like PSN yeah. would go down. Like yeah. The Xbox yeah. Get, like stuff. Everything would go down. That would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd love it if they did that. There's never, they would never do it, but it would be amazing if they did. Um, but hey, guys, look, this has been a fun little Ooh. retrospective looking back over the last three years uh, of things that we have covered over the years. Um, I hope everyone has enjoyed hanging out with us for this. Uh, how long have we been going for? We've been going for a little while this time. What, hour 45, something like that, two hours almost. Um, I don't know. There's there's not much else to say. So thanks so much for watching. Thank mm. you so much for being with us over this last three years. Um, long may it continue in some form or another. We'll have to see how that looks going into the future. Um, yeah. Hopefully you'll be here with us as well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Thank Jamie. Jonesy. I'll go um, and ask ChatGPT now if we're going to continue for another three years, and I'll let you know. Yeah. Remember to keep asking it uh, differently worded questions until you get the answer you already went in there wanting. <laughs> that's That's not a thing. No, that's so that, that's that's what you do. But as if I, what would be the point of doing that? Because you're going there for validation. No, you don't do that. What would be the point in going somewhere for validation? Because like, you don't get work. it from any of your mates. That's how. That's the whole point. It would be boring if you always agreed with everything. 
don't know. I can... Sure, sure. Generally, generally upsets me that Jamie doesn't know me at all. He thinks that I want agreement and validation. I know you. Should, I know you so well. He should well. know by now. He should know by now that what I want is argument and disagreement. I know you so well that when before we turned our webcams on on Discord and you said you were wearing a baseball cap, I knew why you were wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> I mean, that's not that hard to figure out, though, is it? I mean, it's a little bit of a different level. I know you better than you know yourself. Is what imagine, I'm trying to if say, I'd have, imagine if I'd have come on and said, I'm actually really sick and all my hair's fallen out. I mean, wow. shock. that would have made me feel guilty. But again, like... I would look terrible bald as well. I mean, I, I don't think any of us would look great bald. There's, a, there's bald and bald as well, isn't there? There's like bald where you've got like stubble and bald where you've got nothing. So I don't yeah. know which is But then even stubble, it's like someone Chris was balding. Chris suits Chris. I think I'd be like, okay, Chris, actually. Chris, Chris, but I mean, you, like, my, Chris, right. Chris my brother is bald. My brother's completely bald. He shaves his head. Chris, you would, you, you, between you, Chris would be more of the Charles Xavier and Jonesy would be more of the Lex Luthor, is what I, the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, I would like just be, egg. I'd just be like, um, Bam, Bam, Big know, like, I'd look like you know Brendan Fraser and the whale. <laughs> I was looking at Jamie then, and uh, the way the light caught the side of his hair, it lo- he looked like he had one of the grey streaks. That, uh, oh, yeah, it's oh, coming. I've got, Strange, I've got, I've got, I've got I do have plenty of greys there and plenty of greys in here. No, the, rest I, 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 the light made it look like you had a proper like badger stripe, which I was <laughs> like, oh, Jamie can pull that off. Yeah. Doc, good old Doctor I mean, Strange over there. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather go grey than lose it, but if I had the choice, but then I, you know, we'll see what I'll play the hand I'm doing. Would I rock a what? Sorry? Hold on a second. We we know what Jamie looks like with the fucking shaved head. I just realised. Oh, we do. Yeah, you do. You can go check it out. That was another thing we missed this year. That, that we, was that uh, was COVID twenty that we could have talked. That about. was May of twenty twenty. If anyone wants to go back and have a refresher on that, yeah, um, Jamie's Bam Bam Bigelow face. I loved it. Bam Bam Bigelow face. Sans <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think there's much left to be said except that I'm going to go speak to ChatGPT and make sure that it says I'm the greatest member of the Super Show. Uh, and I'm going to keep asking it until it says it. So uh, there we go. Thank you. See you folks. He's finally came. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for watching, for joining us. Uh, and we will see you soon. See you later. See ya. Bye.